0: G'day, folks. Oh, my gosh, did We just have a whole bunch of fun leading up to this particular show. You're here with The Coach. I am streaming on behalf of, what, Down Under Sigmar and Coach, and and basically this is the KenCon show. Um, Apologies if I lose the plot because for the last three hours I've had no power and literally two minutes after the show was meant to go live, I sent these these boys a text to say, power's back and uh liam's like you're bullshitting me yeah
1: i swore i'm pretty sure i swore yeah
0: we sent we sent out the post we told the internets that uh the show would be delayed 24 hours and then literally uh we've kicked off and uh wow it's the kencon show um clint are you excited that uh by the way if you guys don't know who this is this is clint mallett he is uh the grandfather uh, Australia's own hobby hero, uh, the tournament organiser for CanCon, Call to Glory, and uh, he will be our guest today uh, when it comes to... Uh, sorry, I was going to laugh. Deke has just asked me to pay my electricity bill. It has nothing <laughs> to do with paying my electricity bill.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Something about that golf ball-sized tail and ridiculousness that you guys have got down there.
0: Just a little bit. But Clint, you are uh, an avid Age of Sigmar player. You've run a whole bunch of uh, events. You're the uh, the, co- the co-podcast the man when it comes to Herald of War. You've really kind of uh, set the blaze and you've really trailblazed for us. A uh, bit of an introduction, is there anything you want to add to, to, to that intro? Uh,
1: not really. No, you kind of told all the truth and a little bit of lies and what not in between, but yeah, to for cancon. That's that's why I'm here today. That's the important thing for me at the moment.
0: Now I have seen you've awarded some tournament points to anyone who's had Manfred in their their list. So if you've got Manfred in your list, you have already got some additional tournament points to start your cancon this, this, journey. There's two. Wait, what?
1: This this two. <laughs> and
0: as oh, always, I... as always, we have the villain himself, as he calls himself uh he is the, ma- the master of shadow hammer liam g'day hey what's up i just uh, woke up really like literally like about an hour and a half ago i woke up so, yeah living the hard life living the hard life but appreciate you getting up at uh 7 p.m to join us here today and talk about can con and Today is very much about a list review. What we're going to do today is we're going to talk a little bit about Cancon. We're going to really highlight the trends when it comes to the particular event. Um, there, it is an event of uh, two hundred and forty players. I think we've had about what just under two hundred and thirty lists uh, submitted, Clint.
1: Two twenty-eight. Two twenty-eight. Number so. of lists I've got. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, Which is still quite a lot of people. It's still, it's it's still the biggest. It's still. You know, and even with a, you know, a few drops this week, we're gonna we're gonna get beat beat that uh, two hundred mark.
0: So yeah. it might be worthwhile. Let's 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 set the, let's set the scene for anyone who doesn't know who what CanCon is. Um, Clint, what is CanCon? Why is it so important? And why has two hundred and forty players uh, signed up to this event? It's sold out in just over twelve hours. We crashed the website uh, for about a good four hours of of that twelve hour uh, window release. Um, what's the event all about?
1: So CanCon is probably Australia's biggest gaming convention for tabletop games and board games and things like that. Uh, It's been happening for about 40 odd years uh, in Canberra in the nation's capital Um, and then obviously a whole bunch of uh, events take place within it Uh, tabletop war game like Age of Sigma, like 40k, like Kings of War all that sort of fun stuff Um, and then you've got board games and all that sort of stuff as well Um, and so Called the Glory, which is the the actual name of the tournament, although nobody calls it that, um, is the Age of Sigma component of of CanCon, and it has uh, it has definitely grown from strength to strength every year uh, to a to a ridiculous level where you know we are selling out two hundred and forty tickets in about twelve hours, and you know great things so. And so it's sort of a a, a pilgrimage, I guess, of a bunch of different AOS communities uh, that all come together to to sort of play together and and have a good time. And, you know, you have things like you've got up on the screen at the moment, you know, the barbecue and bits and pieces like that. So it's really, that's really awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Liam, what's your observation? Because you've been playing since day one of Age of Sigmar CanCon. This will be your fourth uh, CanCon. Is that correct?
2: Yes, this will be my fourth CanCon and I can't believe it's been four years, holy crap. Um, yeah, um, what I've seen is just the community grow and I, it just keeps growing. Like I think we just double all the time. And as we grow, the hobby level has been like amazing. Like I remember the first year, some people just wanted to get the army done, like three color minimum, a little bit more than that, like adding some shades and highlights and that's it. And as the years come on, You just started seeing like epic display boards, epic army conversions, and yeah, it's just been crazy just seeing what like just the community grow with both the gaming and the hobby side of it, and um, and also it's really been fun seeing all the other events hate us because we take all their seats, so it's been great. Um, It's been
0: great, great. Cool, and it's probably worthwhile. So go and clean. If
1: they just got organised,
0: they would also sell lots of tickets. All right, well, we're not going <laughs> to attack the other the gaming systems. Uh, but, just but saying. We, but <laughs> we did just see some people... It. <laughs> look, we did see some alternative game systems freak out and, and basically beg the convention not to release any more tickets for Age of Sigma because they were selling like hotcakes.
1: Um, yes, that is correct.
0: The only other thing that I'll make, and there's certainly always a hashtag every year where we're basically social pressure to Clint to, to increase the... Increase the size, and I can see that Michael Clark's already pushing for make it 480. Uh, let's see how we go for next year. Let's double it in size. Um, Reese is saying let's make it 600. But I think that you know, that since Kev Sigma, the event has literally doubled. Um, we started off at 55 players uh, who had registered in the very first Age of Sigma, we then went to 110 players the following year, uh, 220 the following year. This year, you've only got grown a little bit, but that was on your own decision, not uh, the the demand. I'm certainly sure there's a lot more people who wanted to play. Um, so we've just this event has just grown and grown and grown, and it's become the world's largest Age, Age of Sigma event. And I think you guys are right. Um, it's a celebration of hobby. It is a competitive event, so there's always definitely hard lists uh, and, and very strong players really gunning for that. Um, but also, it's a, it's an ultimate pilgrimage. Um, uh, yeah. I was having a joke with some of some of the international guys, where you know Ga- Games Workshop does this big thing around New Year, New Army. But for a lot of people, Cancon is New Army. Most people go into Cancon with this new idea, and they build up to this particular event. Uh, is that? Yeah. Do you, do you guys notice that as well?
1: Yep. Yeah. 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 Our our new Year, New Year, New Army sort of starts in about July, I think, <laughs> when people start to go. What can I take to Cancon? So, so
0: GMHP,
1: some people it's new February. Army.
2: Some people, some, yes, some, some people, it's February. Some people, it's February, and then some people say, Oh, that new Bone Daddy army looks really good in November. Let's start that army quickly. So, um, uh, yeah, lots of people had that thought. Just, yeah, saying. yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think you see a lot of people rock over their new favorite toys at CanCon because it is the biggest event, and you get to see some cool hobby. Um, and you get to see people who's been working on army projects for over, uh, no, just under a year. Like they started in February and they work onto it and stuff. So yeah. So it's a good.
0: multi-system event, lots of people. Ultimately, I think it's 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 it reminded me a lot of Adepticon when I went last year. It's very much bringing the communities together. You know, it's catching up with old mates. Uh, Doom and Darkness uh, pulls off this amazing barbecue. So you can see in the top left and middle, there's this really long picture. And actually, there's lots more people uh, than this particular photo um, holds. But we, we last year kicked off with a Friday night barbecue to bring the communities together. It's again here this year. Um, the Honest Wargamer did streaming last year. We'll have some streaming again of, of, of one of the top tables. So uh, it's very much is a, a massive celebration of hobby that uh, I think most people, if not all people, are really excited about. Yeah. Very, very yeah, cool. All right. Well, I think I think we've kind of talked about CanCon and given a quick introduction and Certainly, I'd highly recommend, you know, doing a Google search and finding all the photos. There's nothing but love, joy and hobby going around. But given that, Clint, there's 230 lists that were submitted or 228 lists submitted, uh, we thought there was going to be two approaches. We could, A, go through every single list and basically tell you that you're most likely going to do okay and maybe three and three or, you know, not try to offend too many people. Uh, or we could go down a different route and we thought uh, instead of trying to replicate the amazing stuff that Doom and Darkness had done last year, what we're going to do is pull together some of the data trends, the insights, the things that you want to start thinking about as you lead into CanCon, potentially some of the battalions, some of the things you need to know, uh, what you're likely to face on the table. And then we're going to pull out some of the top lists that you might want to think about or you might want to start uh, gunning for, uh, how you might handle that. Does that sound like a pretty good agenda, boys? Yeah. I think so. Sounds really cool. cool. healthier
1: for my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got has, I got terrain to paint. I can't be talking about 230 lists. So, I look, as read, much as I
0: would I, like to talk to 230 lists, um, there's a lot of commonality, and and you know, I don't I don't want to do this um, a disservice as well. Just to say, uh, yeah, it's it's a good list.
2: Yeah, I I remember as you guys sent me those lists to go through, I was just like, I am so glad we're not reading every single one because my head would blow up.
0: Look, there's only one bad list I've seen, and that's Seth Cook. So, um, you know, shout out to Seth. Uh, It's the only hot garbage list that we have. He is my round one grudge. Uh, I am going to be submarining this tournament because I will lose. But we will talk about that list. So I'll see see you around two. You will see me around too. We'll be at bottom tables, thanks to Seth. So uh, what I will do is I'll lead this segment here and uh, love you guys to pull your insights out. Um, The chat, you guys throw out out some things as well and we'll bring it up. We'll try to make this as interactive as possible. So to start off, what's the community look like? Who's coming to this particular event? So we mentioned there was 228 players who have submitted their list. It's a 240 player event. Where are people coming from? So uh, I'd put out a quick survey. It doesn't capture everyone. It has about 140 people who had responded uh, by the end of the survey. So this factors into two thirds of, um, of our community. So where are most people coming from? It's coming from New South Wales, uh, bringing over 60 people in. Victoria is bringing just under 30. There's probably more Victorians that has not responded. Uh, Queensland, uh, ACT. What I love is the fact that there's actually, um, I believe there's 11 on record. Uh, that are coming from New Zealand. We have, um, some people coming from South Australia. We have one person coming from Tasmania represent Randy. We love you. Uh, we've also got somebody coming from Florida. We're going to have, um, Joe Pagano from, uh, the rage of Sigma podcast. He's coming down from Florida. And then finally, we've got, um, some, some of our European friends. We've got some of the, uh, the Scottish crew. Um, Mm -hmm. Clint, were you surprised by some of these numbers or, uh, what's your first take? um
1: i i'm slightly disappointed there's not more Queenslanders coming uh because we know we have a fantastic scene in queensland but um but it also could just be lots of people haven't filled out the survey yet and you know that's a bit of a shame but
0: maybe maybe i don't know how to use the internet in queensland
1: hey i'm using the internet currently my i wasn't the one with the problem tonight remember you're that you were the delay so um I, I'm also a little bit disappointed we don't have any anybody from WA. So we need to we need to work. We need to stretch out the hand and say come to CanCon, you know, and get some more WA folks next year. But we did I, we did
0: have one or two, I believe, uh, and they pulled out late, uh, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, yeah, but perhaps they can get some more friends next year, and that way we'll actually get some. So no, All right. overall those numbers aren't super surprising based on. You know, state populations and stuff.
0: We also need to get someone from the uh, from the northern territory. Um, surely they're surely they're playing Age of Sigma.
1: Yeah, I think they are. I think there's a Gw in Darwin, um, but I've never sort of been able to find any large scene there.
0: Speaking of scenes, we've got a whole bunch of uh, wargaming communities coming together from uh, all across the world, all across the globe. The top three gaming clubs that are going to be represented is uh, Drumroll Please, Measured Gaming uh, is bringing, that's actually wrong, it should be the other way around. Measured Gaming is bringing uh, over 13 players. We've got Lords of Ruin bringing in 10. Uh, We've got Clan Filth bringing 7. Then we have a whole bunch of people from Borderline Gaming. We've got Beast of Belco, Hammer Hub, Western Warriors, uh, Model Citizens, uh, Canberra AOS, D3 Mortal Wounds. The, the list goes on. And uh, I, don't know if, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I looked at this and I was surprised at the amount of gaming clubs that I wasn't aware of.
1: Yeah, I don't know. If, some of them I'm not sure are gaming clubs. Some of them I just think are groups of mates who've come up with a great name um you know but it's still good to see people getting together and um you know participating i know that there's some you know the salty boys have a few more members than just the one that's there so bits and pieces like that so it's also
2: also also this depends on who filled out the survey yeah yeah yeah
0: John McGrath, don't screen that because that's actually an error. You, you, the up, up in the actual columns, that's correct. It says uh, measured gaming 13, but the podium has Lords of Ruin. So uh, long story short, it's, it's great to see these communities come along. I think it kind of comes back to what you said, Clint around uh, bringing your mates. And I think that's one of the reasons why we sell out so quickly is that, you know, each of these clubs really kind of rally together to say, uh, grab your ticket, it's going to sell out. And you know, you're selling batches of five and 10 really. Pretty much, yeah. Overall, shout out to uh, the failed charge gamers and the failed charge podcast who uh, have no affiliation with each other, but they seem to really enjoy failing charges.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: th- that was quite interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, the failed charge gamer, uh, failed charge games from from uh, New Zealand, completely completely different thing. Mostly, mostly Lord of the Rings.
0: Thank, <laughs> so, Cool. Yeah. We asked, we asked the players from their experience level. We had said, you know, how long have you been playing Age of Sigma for? And it's probably no surprise as we've kind of grown, we can see that definitely there's a larger pool coming in from that three to four-year range. So we found there's about 12% of the players that are coming that are within their first year of Age of Sigma, which I think is glorious that they're coming in. And uh, I've seen a whole bunch of posts where people are saying that CanCon is their first event so you know? Shout out to you guys. You know, definitely make yourself uh, feel welcome and come introduce yourself because uh, I think we're all excited that the community is kind of growing and um, we can see that there's this real core of, of people who have done this circuit once, twice, three times.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm it's- not surprised about these numbers.
0: What, why is that, Liam?
2: Just um. Like, so we got the new edition that's now about a year old. So, um, and then most of those people who play, like went for the new edition have been playing about for four, about three years. So seeing that big number doesn't surprise me, but it's good to see that like people who have been playing for less than a year is greater than the ones who have been around for a year, which kind of shows that the game has been a lot more accessible thanks to this edition, if that makes sense. because that was a big thing now with like, when they've made a new edition, is it going to be accessible? And I remember you and I have spoken that the game, some of the rules have been a bit bloated. And some people say this that the rules are sometimes a bit bloated, but it's good to see that it hasn't turned people off about it. But um, yeah, I'm not surprised that like most people, CanCon is on their calendar to go to. So seeing that most people who've been playing for about four or so years are coming because they know that it's a calendar to,
0: like an event to put in the calendar. So, yeah. And I, th- and I think for me as well, uh, it's an event that I always go back and rave to my friends in my community. I'm I'm sharing photos, you know, people are watching the stream, you know, th- it, there's nothing but hype that people are telling people to come along because it, it's, it's, it's one of those uh, moments that if you don't come, you're likely to regret. So um, it's great to see this core of experienced players and uh, I can't wait to see them all. Yeah. And then finally, the 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 question around, uh, you know, is this your first time playing at CanCon? Well, according to the respondents, about fifty percent or forty-two percent of people are saying that this is their first CanCon. So they might have been playing locally in their garages, in their games workshops, uh, with their small games clubs, but they're they're coming uh, they're coming in droves to 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 let's you know to come to CanCon. So my advice is make sure everyone's having a great time, and you know, do your part to introduce yourself uh, if you are coming to this event.
2: Yeah pretty
1: cool yeah it's awesome to see so many new faces considering like we're not growing the event hugely year on you know from last year to this year just the sheer amount of new fa-
2: faces um is pretty awesome so
0: Fair yeah enough. I,
2: yeah it's good to see that it's like just more new faces and it's good to see that so yeah
0: Ben Smitty loves your uh your dungeon Clint so shout out to you uh, and we've got a really awesome community, by the way, who's jumped on here. So they're like, get into the data, get into the data. Well, here is the data. This is this is something that I've been working my ass off. And I hope you guys are excited because uh, I have been running a uh, an emerging meta series. And I thought, let's take the greatness out of that and bring it to cancon List Review. So what we're going to do here is I'm going to pull out some of the, the insights that I found. Uh, boys, I'd love you guys to respond. And some of these things are going to surprise you. Some of these things won't surprise you. Uh, and I think this will be a bit of fun as well. So without further ado, let's talk about list choices. Let's talk about what is coming to the event. So we know that there are 228 lists that are coming, uh, of those lists. I think if you do the math is actually 225. Some, some of them must've snuck in really late Clint, but based yeah. on the 225 that I had, um, We have 35% coming from the Grand Alliance Order, 20% coming from uh, Destruction, 20% coming from uh, Death, and then 25% coming from Chaos. And you can see that there's 78, 45, 46, and 45. So uh, first off, does that surprise you? What are your thoughts? Certainly surprised me.
1: Um, I I remember talking to you, Anthony, as we were sort of getting the first lists in. um, Just, you know, we were looking when there was about 30 or 40 lists in. And it was almost an even split between the four grand alliances, wasn't it? it I, was think
0: like, just, oh, I think destruction was that it was like order and destruction that were leading the charge at that at that point.
1: Yeah, it was fairly close though. It might have been like twenty eight percent to twenty two, but yeah, like it was fairly good. It's the it's probably the best split we've had. Yeah, uh, for in the four years, to be honest. Yeah, which is a great a great indicator of the state of the game and the state of the armies.
2: I I am super happy with this because it's kind of showing that I think the big thing with most of the past clan cons is some armies weren't supported with a battle time. And I've always said this where like I myself, I collect an army that mainly has a battle time because I know it's supported in a way. But the fact that now I think we're almost up to the last two or three books that need to be revamped. Oh, no, we got one more, Seraphon, I think.
0: Technically, Um, Seraphon, you could probably argue that Legions of the Nagash and Nurgle probably need an update, but the Seraphon definitely is that oldest, oldest oldest-style book that'll be going. Yeah, so that's the oldest. So the fact that pretty much every army has a
2: book now, Um, and the fact that now everyone has something that they go, cool, I got, like, a spoiler, I got artifacts that can do something with it, and you can see that nice, even split. I am not surprised that order is a bit higher because you do have Stormcast, which is the easy-accessible army... And there's a few other armies where it's easier accessible to get started and get onto the table compared to like other armies where you probably have to get the start collecting box and stuff so yeah i'm i'm super happy with this and this is a really good sign for the future of the game so yeah
0: yeah definitely feels like a scissor paper rock i think um which is great um when we look at the average list we can start to see that um some of the lists are, are quite interesting. Certainly everyone is most likely walking into uh, the game with at least a command point, which I thought was really fascinating. Now, some of the armies have more command points than others. So a prime example of that is destruction on average has 1.2 command points up their sleeve, while the average chaos, death and order has either uh 0.9 for chaos and order. And actually death has the least amount of command points on average. So uh, some of them are not going in with a battalion Uh, and the the likelihood of just purchasing a command point if anything. So um, fascinating to me. The average list has 25 points worth of allies. Now, the allies was an interesting one. So there's something like 450,000 points across the board of the entire list submitted. And there was only 5,500 points of of, uh, total points spent on allies. Now, 92% of those lists didn't include an ally. So most armies aren't coming to the game with an ally up their sleeve. However, the, the grand alliance that was spending the most in their allies, probably no surprise, comes from order. Now, destruction follows second. So I guess, you know, I wonder why and, and where those order points are coming from when it comes to allies. Who knows? Yeah. I wonder who's a really good ally in order. Must, must be mm. a mercenary. Must be a mercenary company. Uh and, and, and super keen. Actually, I don't think anyone did take a mercenary company one. from memory. Uh, there was one. one.
1: There is one. One what person crazy, out of all the lists.
2: What a crazy wild man. Uh,
1: crazy man. It's actually That's quite it's actually quite good. It's it's actually quite quite a good idea. What what the person has done.
0: Yeah. So uh, I think I remember that list. Yeah. Um mm. si- sixty one players bought a command points, which was fascinating. So only one in three players uh or actually it's like almost one in four players uh, board a command point and uh the average wound average wounds across the board is 122 now chaos is coming to the table with 126 wounds per average death is 112 destruction 141 and order 114 mm-hmm. now obviously you could argue the quality of wounds if you're taking you know large units of grots or Noblars um, versus some of those death units that're probably a bit more resilient um, Liam, Clint, what comes to mind when you see things like this? Again, does that surprise you at all? Um, not, um, not really. In, ch- in
1: checking the lists, that's the feel that I got around the 120-odd wounds. Um, and uh, allies is a bit of a funny thing. Um, yeah. But because the way that you try and average it across everything, but yeah. Yeah. There, there was an ally that stood out above all the rest. So yeah. I'm sure I'm, I'm assuming we'll we'll uh, talk about that when we get to him.
0: clearly the Fungo cave shaman for that additional uh, command point when you are all a four plus. So uh, well, he's definitely, me- definitely swinging it with, with the iron jaws lists. Um, um, yeah, and one thing I want to say quickly
2: about that slide is that due to the new addition of like General's handbook where you can only buy one command point has generally brought people to only be able to get. Because last year, you would see so many people buy two or three command points, especially in death and stuff. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to look at the size of the list to see uh, what's the likelihood of you getting a triumph. So, if we look at this, uh, we can see that uh, 56% of people uh, are actually coming in at 2,000 points. We can see that an additional 22% are coming in at 1,990. So, Almost, what's that, 70, almost almost 80% of lists are coming in at, at 1990 or nineteen or 2,000 points. So really, if you're sitting in this 1980 or 1970 or even 1960 for some people, there's a really strong chance of, of um, getting a triumph. And you probably should remember to ask your opponent and remember to use a triumph, uh, especially if you're sitting in that bandwidth because you're definitely walking away with one
1: yeah i I don't see the people on 1960 um ever obviously they're never not going to get the triumph but they need to make themselves some cards to take full advantage of the fact that they will probably get one all the time unless they run up against one of the other two percent of people
2: that have the (laughs) same size just just be like well how many puts are you
0: 960 no way yes way (laughs) yeah so look it's it's something that's often forgotten about. So just you know look look at the stats and know that uh if you're sitting in that yeah if you're if you're sitting at 1980 there is you should walk away with a triumph in most games. It'd be very unlikely that you won't walk away with a triumph in a couple of your games. So definitely remember to roll it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make yourself some cards or something.
0: Make yourself some cards, try to find a marker, make sure to ask your opponent when we dig a little deeper into the list we can see that who were the most popular list. Now, uh, obviously there's a massive spread. I think literally every allegiance was represented. But of the top 20 allegiances, we can see that of the lists submitted, Cities of Sigma, ogre Moor Tribes, ossiak Bone Reapers, uh, Eidnith Deepkin, uh Skaven, Fire Slayers, Ironjaw, Stormcast, Zench, Slanesh, Seraphon. Corn, Sylvaneth, Nurgle, Gloomsbite Gits, Caradron Overlords, the Big Wag. Obviously, Big Wag, Bone Splitters, and Iron Jaws are split out for the purpose of this. Um, Flesh Eater Courts, Nighthorn, and Legion of Grief all represent the top 20, 20% of Allegiance lists. Um,
2: yeah. It's interesting. Um, now, what was Deepkin like
1: last year, Clint? It was the third. So last year the third most represented faction was Deepkin. And then you had I think Iron Jules was in there too and then Stormcast. So yeah, no, I think Nurgle
0: was, was top five as well, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, Nurgle was pretty high. Maybe it was Stormcast, Nurgle and and then Idaneth and Iron not jewel equal. But it was we've had a bit of a shakeup. Let's just put it that way. For pretty much everything but Ironeth. Yeah. They they I was when I was checking lists, I was very surprised to see how many idnf lists were coming in
2: i yeah see i think idnf even though it's probably one of the older newer battle times like newer armies that came out with second edition all their rules are so relevant for what's happening in the game at the moment still like striking first on battle round three or two depending on your list build is still so huge um yeah and and they do quite well against most matchups i think, like, even I myself, right, I am not looking forward to going up against a Deepkin list with my Bone Reapers. I am not looking forward to it. Um. So, yeah. But it's good to see cities up there, because it's pretty much, like, that was, like, the mixed order back in the day, right, Anthony? It's pretty much what cities you would consider.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd you'd get your occasional dispossessed, you'd have your free people, but ultimately um cities of sigma definitely i think that kind of shows you that these armies have been laying dormant for some time and i'm going to call out quickly that michael clark has made a really good point and that was going to be one of my next questions was was there any you know admissions that you guys were surprised about and for me certainly seeing only one daughters of Cain list in 228 lists uh certainly surprised me Uh, i would have expected more um, and then to to the point of Matt Tyrrell, he's asked uh, around Legions of Nagash. Now, that's obviously split out between Grand Host, Knight, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Legion of Grief is boy, what, the, the more popular of the builds.
2: Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I'm not surprised about Daughters, in my opinion. Um, that army, and I did talk about this recently in a bunch of mates that I just spoke with about um, it. Um, Doors of Kane has dropped off quite a bit. And also no one really wants to paint 90 witch elves. It wasn't a fun time. Um It's very much like uh it's very much an army, that's it's like very niche. Um and people who ran it just all they did was just do three color minimum. They really didn't like for the hobby kind of aspect, I think the one Doors of Kane player who is playing has actually put a lot of effort into the hobby part of building the army because they love the army. Um so yeah, I'm not surprised. And the fact that they're running Calibron um as well kind of shows you that they're not the biggest power gamer they're going like cool i really like this this is what i'm going to do um because all you saw with daughters when they were up there was hagnar because there was clearly a better build so you all those people probably who did play daughters are gone to all to the one with the big letters now petrifix in my opinion even like me i played daughters and i'm playing petrifix so yeah
0: also shout out to our uh, seraphon players um you know, we just mentioned that it's the oldest book that's currently in rotation. Yet, it's it's in that same pocket between Slanesh, Corn, Sylvaneth, Nurgle. So, uh, people are either coming here with a competitive build in mind, or they just want to roll dice and play with their space lizards. So, uh, kudos to them. I, I was surprised to see as many uh, Seraphon as uh, that are coming.
1: We've we've always had lots of Seraphon at Cancon. We had lots last year as well. People love dinosaurs, but I can't blame them. You know, so. I
0: can't blame them at all. Good on Seraphon. Let's dig a little deeper. Let's actually see what these lists are made of. So when we look at the realms of origin, basically the way, where you are coming from. Now, some armies, well, actually only one army is, uh, is, mand- is mandated by your allegiance. So Cities of Sigma forces you to come from one of the two realms. But from most other armies, you're obviously tied into uh, choosing a realm, and often that's derived by uh, the artifact that you want to pick from Malign Sorcery. So from a representational point of view, uh, we can see Akshi, Gairan, Shayish uh, are certainly the the larger of them and certainly you can probably start thinking about why people are coming from there, whether they want, you know, an Aether Quartz Brooch, they're looking for, um, sorry, you're looking for the uh, the Ethereal Amulet, you're looking for Ignac Scales, you're looking for um, uh, Thermal Rider Cloak, maybe Gaia Strike. Um, some of these armies are certainly more... more, more um, they're looking for more of those than others. Uh, what surprised me was a thirty odd percent of people who actually didn't come from a realm, whether they forgot, whether they they're just not as narrative as, as some other people, or uh, they just don't find a reason to to take a realm. Um,
1: some people, but some people also pick a realm and then do nothing with it, though. So yeah, you know, um, you know, I remember seeing a bunch of lists that have you know they'd picked Ulgu or Shyish or whatever, and had nothing from the realm there so it'd be interesting to see how that translates whether that is their narrative whether their army comes from there or they've just
2: picked one that they like so yeah, yeah. i even i myself i just didn't do a, a realm because i don't i'm not using the realm artifacts or anything like some people might just do it just to be like oh my army's from like realm of Ubu, but they take none of the artifacts and stuff so yeah,
1: yeah. well Petrifex isn't a realm so you know
0: yeah, and and I, and I believe from the memory, uh, majority, if not all, of petrifex didn't come from a realm. So uh, whether they weren't taking a battalion, I didn't need the additional artifact, or what that might be. But I'm not, and I'm not picking on OBR. I just re- I, re- I remember seeing it very. Uh, uh, what I will say, up. what I will say is,
2: recently GW have released some great battle terms where there has been no need to take um, an artifact from a land sorcery. Yeah, that's, that's, that's also sorcery. true. That's also very true. Like, I have gone through so many of the new books, and I'm like, there is no point going to Malign Sorcery. Malign Sorcery was amazing last year because it did fill that gap with people who didn't have a, like, supported battle time to give them some good artifacts. Now, with all these new battle times, there's been no real need to go there. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've got 14 new newer books than last year. So, you know, it's, it's a bit different. We have options, very, very, and, very and,
0: and, and we're not rating on people not taking a realm, but it was interesting to see that one-third of people uh, didn't choose a realm for whatever reason they chose. When it comes to Hero Hammer, this really should have been animation, but I got lazy. So I wanted to see, uh, is this game going to be Hero Hammer and, and what's going to happen here? So we can see there are going to be ten Nagashes on the table. We've got three Olarials, we've got two Marathis, we've got eight Archeon, and we have... Uh seven Go Trek. So uh, for anyone who is running Go Trek, there is a competition on the Twitterverse that uh Darren is running, so definitely check that out. Um but seven GoTrek, do do we did we expect more considering it's five hundred and twenty points? Do we expect less? Um are we surprised that Archeon's returned with the Slaves to Darkness book? Um and how many of those Nagashas are sitting in Petrifex Elite?
1: Um you asked lots of questions there all back to back. Um so Gotrek's not surprised at all. Um one, he's a cool model. Two, uh there's lots of Idneth armies for him to sit in that are coming. Um th- th- he's in a couple of other ones as well, but med- a lot of a lot of him are in Idneth, I think. Um and it's great to see Archaon back because I think we had maybe one last year, maybe. I think one, maybe two. Um, yeah. you know, so to see that increase with him getting a, a, you know, a bit of a rejuvenation, um, it's, it's great. But, and, and he's been taken in a bunch of different, uh, allegiance, uh, yeah, a bunch of different allegiances as well, which is good. Again, I just want to call
0: it, I just want to call it this quick comment. I, I love this. So someone's called out that there's only one daughters of Cain list and two Marathi. Oh, wait till you see we go for <laughs> yeah. this, man. It's going to be great. Yeah. Like this is, it is epic. This list.
1: Um, yeah, that, that's not a mistake.
2: <laughs> that's not a mistake. Um, one thing I would like to say is Archeon, since he has all the marks and stuff, and also he just gained the Knight keyword um, with mm-hmm. Slaanesh, which is a huge buff. Like You guys might be thinking, oh, it's just a keyword. But when you read the Hedonite, like book, you're like, holy crap, that's huge. So um, the fact that there have been new books and he can be in all of them, like with the Chaos Gods and Slaves of Darkness, he is very versatile. It's pretty much a model that you can just buy and then you know that you can just put him in any Chaos God army and you will... He is a great tool for it. Um, I am surprised of how many Hilarials there are. Um, that was one kind of surprise and it's good to see. Um, and then Gotrek, I am not surprised by those numbers. I actually was expecting more because for a 2,000 point army, if you just want to get an army done quick, just paint him up and he's buy fifty <laughs> <laughs> And just do the rest later.
0: Yeah, but...
1: Yeah. but- you, you look at what's populous in order, which is Cities, and he doesn't fit as well in Cities as he does in everything else. Because Cities I, needs all of the all of those points to buy all of their tools to do their job. So, yeah. you know, I think if he fitted into Cities better, you'd probably see double-digit Gotrex.
2: I, I really wish they would allow him to be in that book. Just be like, he's allowed to gain the keyword. Like, imagine him on Tempest Eye. Just be like, cool, let's do something or something like that. I think that'd be cool, but... Yeah. Um, we have no Gore. Oh, no, we have one Gore um, go track.
0: Yeah, we go. do. We do, and, and it's going to be one of our, one of our list reviews. So uh, I think yeah. there is at least one uh, Gore track. Um, cool. Yeah. No surprise. No surprise. And I, I can see the chat's like asking me a whole bunch of other things. I want to know different parts. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't look at Thankwell. I didn't look at all other things. I don't remember there being a Thankwell, but. I don't think uh, there was a Thankwell. Feel free to no. check the list yourself. Clinton. you've published the lists already, so feel free to. Yes, Ben Spinetti, Volturnus is a character. There's lots of, like, millions of characters. Chill out.
1: There's <laughs> um, well, like- actually probably more Volturnuses than there are Marathi's. I think he's, I think he's, he's got a point there. There are a few Volturnuses.
0: This was yeah, but- about Hero Hammer. This is about the most expensive Vol- ones that we have.
1: Turnus is also a hero?
0: Most expensive. Wrong. Anyway, moving along. Moving along, Clayton. Uh, when it, On the same weekend, we have LVO that's happening. So LVO is uh, one of America's largest events, and in uh, they have their Age of Sigmar tournament with 169 uh, players, so a little bit smaller than us. And uh, there was an interesting fact put out the other day by uh, Dan AOS Shorts, and he had said that there's something like 950 more tech guard. I put out a post to ask, how are we tracking? And the good news, depending on how you want to look at it, is that we have uh, 790 more tech guards. So um, what that you means- You should
1: all be ashamed of yourselves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, can I,
2: yeah. Just with that Mortec Guard thing, I think most of these people who are running, um, when we look at the list or when you see the list for um, OBR, a lot of them are actually quite heavily based off the Feast of Bones box. So I think a lot of people bought that box and just got the Mortec Guard and probably bought an extra box or two. And they didn't do what America did, where you buy like 30 of just the separate more tech Guard and go nuts.
1: But they're also one of the best units in the book, though. So... It's, yeah. it would make sense that you would see them.
2: It's cool to see, though, that some, and, like, I don't want to go too much into OBR, but some people in OBR literally picked cool models over, like, OP. Like, there's just some models where I was like, why is this in this list? Like, why is it there? Like, you're not using it, like, effectively, but I think they must have just liked the model, like the harvester. So, yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, and Michael Clark raised a really good point as well, as to say that, uh, so there are other there are other dying, uh, undying hordes. So I, I mentioned the Mortec Guard, um, the rasp Horde, there are 690 of those coming, 660 Clan Rats, 600 Plague Monks, 360 Hearthguard Berserkers, uh, 300 Skeletons, 260 Grots, 250 Demonettes, 230 Crypt Ghouls. And uh, Michael had mentioned, you know, 600 Plague Monks, even after they had uh, their War Scroll rewritten, so uh, very interesting to see how they play out, and if that was a decision that uh, they just rode the war scroll change, or if they have found some new secret tech that they're going to tap into uh, at CanCon.
2: So many, so many undying horde.
1: Yeah, I think I think plague monks are still good, and they still make up bulks of like the. You've got six hundred plague monks there, but you'll find that like. 120 at a time will be in a bunch of lists. Like there's a lot of lists that have lots of play, uh, playwalks in them. Yep.
2: Yeah,
0: fair yep. enough. When we look at the Allegiances, and again, we've just looked at the top six for this particular one to see of the Allegiances, where are they coming? So maybe you want to start getting your head across these. When it comes to Cities of Sigma, there are 19 Cities of Sigma lists, and we can see that Hello Heart is the one that dominates the most. There are eight of the 19 that are coming from Hollowheart. That's the magic-based um, city, followed by we've got a kind of an even spread between Anvil Guard, Greywater Fastness, Hammerhole, Living City, Tempest Eye, which has some definitely benefits when it comes to shooting. They've, uh, they're have they kind of coming in second. Um, Hello Heart, does that surprise either of you? Or are we expecting more of Tempest Eye? or, or What's your take, Liam? Um,
2: I was expecting more Hammerhole, but Hello Heart post-Nerf is interesting, in my opinion. But um, it's good to see Living City um and yeah also i really wanted to see more Amberguard, so i can just see more war hydras but um that's just me but yeah
1: hello heart's still really strong though even with the with the adjustment that they got in the errata they still have wizards that get two spells each and you know yeah. um, it's you get rewarded for taking wizards in you know in in a game where there's going to be lots of magic and with you know cancon being in the realms uh, realm of Going in and having access to those spells. I think Hallow Heart was the natural choice.
0: Yeah. Well, is, I, is it a, is it, it, a response for it, it, Petrifix as well?
2: I, I think people who are no. running, I think people who have been got a Hallow Heart list have been playing Hallow Heart probably from the start of the Cities of Sigma book, maybe going wizard heavy. And that book came up before Petrifix Elite. Um, I think what you'll see now is hopefully if these OBR players wake up is they start realizing there's going to be so much magic now thanks to Zeech coming in especially now since that book came out and we still got a few Zeech players and it'll probably just increase after CanCon, but they'll start going to the other legions and start playing with them. But um, yeah, that's just my opinion. But um, I think those Cities of Sigma players have had their list set on even before OBR.
0: Ogre tries, tribes, which was our second uh, most popular list submissions. Um, we got blood gullet, which is clearly the one that's leading the charge. When we have Boulderhead. then there's a kind of a little bit of a splattering between meat fist under guts and uh, Winterbite. bite. Um, Cool. Nothing I want to say here. And obviously we'll dig a little deeper with the lists, but just making sure you guys want to chat. Uh The chat has definitely been calling me out here on this particular one. So the Ossiac Bone Reapers, there are 18 lists and 18 are coming from Petrofex Elite. Uh Boy, did that surprise me. No. Not, not, not. Uh,
2: I remember, we all, can, yeah. can I say, I was talking to you about this before this. I'm like, I'm going to be the hipster bringing in um, more praetorians, and you literally talked me out of it. You said, did not. no, are you sure about it? Are you sure it's a good idea? Blah, blah, blah. I could have been that one person. Not All going right. in. But yeah. Uh, um, yep. Not surprised. Cool. Clint.
1: Yeah, I have really nothing to say <laughs> on that. I think I think it speaks for itself. And I think... Plus I one think armor, what fine, ring one. Yeah, I think what you'll find is you'll you'll see uh teams a, a team at GW looking at some of these stats and going, "Hmm, okay, that's where that's where we need to to devote some attention."
2: Also LVO again, just quickly. I think they had 19 lists and all of them have been Petrifex as well. Hmm. So, one weekend, almost 40 lists, 40 petrefax, like
0: Yeah, yeah. And Super yep. King said Liam's trying to desperately uh, avoid the topic of staying on him chasing the meta at CanCon. So, uh, Liam we'll is a meta go.
1: chaser. The end. <laughs> That's yeah. that discussion
0: done. Idneth <laughs> uh, Deepkin, we've got, uh, was it Futhan and Domhain uh, represented probably from the strongest of the 15? Um, yeah. Fire Slayers, basically all coming from one lodge almost. Um, yeah. Someone's missing I'm not surprised on a- by that. And then finally Zench. um we've got our um bit of a spread when it comes to Zench, but certainly one that's stepping up more than others
2: yeah um yeah re- respect to these Zench players because they literally have had the battle time for less than two weeks um yeah <laughs> respect. yeah but to
1: be honest i th- well sorry there there were some people who were bringing Zench beforehand um yeah. and they just got stronger um they got yeah,
2: stronger.
1: I think, yeah, yeah. I I know probably where are there, nine-inch players. I know probably four that were already already always going to be bringing Zinch. So I think they for just example, got
2: yeah. As so, you were saying, for example, Ash McEwen, he was always going to take it, like take Zinch. But the new book, he was like, "Oh, okay, I'll see what happens," because he didn't know if it's going to be a huge shakeup if he had to paint more or whatever. But um, yeah, and.
0: I've played against it and it's strong. Like that book is super strong. So it's good. Ben Spinetti's asked me if there's a shark count. There is no particular shark count in this, but if you want to use Twitter or you want to DM me or use the Facebook page to message me, you've got a particular stat that you'd like to know, I know uh, I think somebody asked me about how many uh, Ogre Gluttons would be in the lists as well. Feel free to shoot me, a li- shoot me a message and I'm happy to share some other stats when it comes to uh, the lists that are being submitted to CanCon.
1: Basically, it's not safe to go in the water, Ben. That's all I'm saying. It's yeah. to the shark count.
0: <laughs> there were a few sharks, but probably not as many as Ben would like. Or maybe Ben wants less sharks, so he's special and unique.
1: No, I was surprised by the amount of sharks there were.
0: I was surprised by the amount of soul grinders we had. There's a whole bunch of soul grinders coming and uh, more than just one player.
1: Yeah, most of them are one player. Um, let's, keep, let's keep going
2: there.
0: Alright, so we've got the most chosen artifacts. Thanks, thanks Clint, for keeping me on track. Um, so The most chosen <laughs> artifacts, so we've got the Ethereal Amulet with 22 selections, we have the Eighth Quartz brooch coming in with a 17, uh, 16 coming from the Thermal Rider Cloak, 16 coming from the God Bone Armor. So before anyone asks me if my numbers are incorrect, how can we have 18 Ossiarch Bone Reapers and 18 petrifix Elite but only 16 God Bone Armor? That's because two of the lists only have named heroes so they actually don't have a regular hero uh that could take the god bone armor so that's why the numbers look a bit weird if you want to call me out on those
1: yeah why are they wrong nah. why are they wrong? Because yeah,
0: you can't count because one list only has nagash as their sole hero and the other one i think is arcane the black and nagash or yeah. it's like Arcan and uh, isn't it like uh, maybe K- Cavalos name-lead? or something? Yeah, it was yeah, basically name-lead. two named characters, no other heroes. So um other than that, we've got the Griff Feather Charms, Splatter Cleaver, the Tyrant Slayer, Cloud of Midnight, and the list goes on. So you guys uh, I might post these on, on Twitter later on, but you can start to see these, you know, got the Amber Glaive, the, the Doppelganger Cloak, the Shroud of Warp Fly, uh Flame, Soul Thief, Brand of the Svard, the, uh, the wither the the Witherstave the uh, Gaia Strike, Sword of Judgment, Skull, uh, Shard, Mantle, and ignac Scales all coming in as the top 20 selections. Um, Liam, what's your take on uh, why, why are so many people taking the likes of the Ethereal Amulet and the Eighth of Quartz brooch and the Thermal Rider Cloak?
2: Uh, I think the Ethereal Amulet's really good because it's just one of those artifacts that's going to keep being useful. There's ignoring rand especially if your character's got a 3-up save, and Mystic Shield or Spending a Command Point in the hero, um, in the combat phase to reroll one, so it's like three up uh, rerolling ones, ignoring all rend. Um, Course due to the fact that um, command points can only be bought once, and you can get battalions as well, but getting to be able to like retain them is a really good. rider cloak, people love to fly over charges. Like imagine, like Keeper Secrets flying over, killing the heroes. Boom, good to go. Godbone armor, it's an artifact that they have to take for Petrifix. um, and ignoring the first wound of every phase is ridiculously strong. So, um, like, no one's complaining, people are going to take it. Um, so, yeah, like, seeing those top four, it doesn't surprise me. Um, and it kind of shows you that a of amulet really needs to be fixed in a way because it's a lot of things, like, for example, we see in Death where it's, like, a must-include for your vampire lord. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I would love that rule to be changed or something to be changed because um, it's just too good. It makes sense even some people are taking it with a four-up save like i saw some people with um a ghoul king terror guys with ethereal amulet just to have a constant four-up save so yeah
0: it's really good and as someone else said stonehorns yeah if- michael Pen- Michael penne said uh the amulet on the more crusher and the stonehorn is the trend that we're seeing right now that's where yeah. a lot of those uh ethereal amulets are going uh towards they, got, they have a three-up
2: save they can't get bonus to cover because they're monsters so having that three-up save makes them really durable when they're a massive target to kill. So, yeah.
0: Clint, anything you want to add to that?
1: No, I don't really have anything to to say. It, actually, although it would be interesting to see what the numbers were like if you took out all the compulsory artifacts. Mm. So where people yeah. are given a choice to see... But I suppose your first three, they are uh, obviously non-compulsory. But then, yeah. like, your number four and number four, six... Five... Seven, eight, like there's a bunch in there. It'd be interesting to see how that splits once you take out the compulsory ones.
0: We're Cloud of Midnight. If... Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like for example, yeah. Cloud of Midnight, which is a deacon one, is super strong. Shutting down here um shooting and stuff is really good. So yeah, it's really good.
0: Brandon the Sphard uh, is coming from all of, you know, Ogre Moore tribes. So, uh, yes, you're right. A, lo- a lot of these artifacts are dictated by the, uh, the sub allegiance people are taking. But what isn't uh, being being chosen by the sub allegiance is the endless spells. So, uh, I'm a big magic person. I love my magic. I went from Git's magic to, to Halo Heart magic. Yes, I am one of those eight Hallow Heart players. But of the, uh, of the Endless Spells being chosen, we can see that 20 are coming from the bailwind Vortex. Uh, no, that's right. Why and, are we at double Beowind Vortex? And also
1: 16 that's, are coming from awkward. the Beowind Vortex.
0: That's really awkward. Clint, you keep talking, and, and while I quickly stall and actually get the, the actual correct number.
1: Right, okay. Um, yeah, we did see lots of Beowind <laughs> Vortexes um, and lots of Emerald Life Swarms, which I'm not surprised about. We're playing in Gorion, so... Who doesn't like uh, enhanced healing on their endless spells? Um, and then I was really surprised to, to see how many um, how many of the Bone Reaper spells there were. That Bone Tithes shrieker. There's like, yeah, that there were quite a few, and I I was very surprised that people had the points for it. Wow. By the way, it's
0: by the of- way, just look, looking at the numbers. Sorry, uh, this is an input error. The first one is Geminids. So t- there are twenty Geminids. Uh, Bailwind is 16, right. Life Swarm is 16. So Geminids is the number one choice of uh, Endless Spell. So
1: That's that's good because that was confusing because it was not in your list anywhere and I knew there were some. <laughs> yeah. Clint.
2: Clint, how do we give Anthony this job again? It's right. his show. We have I to respect it
0: but tw- yeah. 20 from geminids uh 16 from from the bailwind vortex emerald life swarm 16 the Bowtie shrieker coming from osiac bone reapers at 12 Chronomatic Conks is sitting at 10 the, the the malevolent maelstrom is the one that kind of surprised me at 9 uh where the people no, have a cheeky no. Uh, really no, no it's
1: 10 points cheeky unbind. it you just fit it in you can put it into your list and still get a triumph um, and it's quite good if you've got a list that doesn't have too much magic in, um, because it, that extra art un- chance at an unbind can be
2: quite useful. So, um, so Clint, to get on back to what you were saying about the um, Bone Reaper spells, Bone mm-hmm. Reapers are in a really weird place where the points are kind of odd, because they always, even though you can't, like once you hit the nineteen hundred point mark, you can't fit anything more. You can't fit anything else. Like, and it's so it happens so often when you fit nine get up to 900, like what can I add in? Can I drop something and then add in like Death Riders or something instead of a one unit of Mortec? Um so and since the Carrion's 20 points, the predators 40, and same with the Freaker, I'm pretty sure. You just squeeze them in because that pretty much is hundred points of endless spells where you gotta fit.
0: I guess yeah, the, I guess the argument yeah. on the other side is do you try to go for the triumph? There's yep. no point for the triumph in Bone Reapers because you can't oh, use to, half of them. I'm not talking bone reapers, I'm talking just generically when you start looking at some of these things. But well Clint was talking about he was surprised of how many Bone Reapers spells there
2: were.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but what you said makes sense, Liam. Like if you get to nineteen hundred, you throw the cheeky you know, you you throw in eighty points of spells, you still got a chance of a triumph.
2: You know. Which you can't which you can't use. You can't use half the triumphs when you're playing bone reapers yeah
0: that that is fair if you're only not, you're not getting additional um, cp
1: if only you could though because they're a really underpowered army so you know i know
2: right like we need them but
0: like we need shout, that, that. shout out to obr don't. who need help but yeah um, definitely outside of that you've got chromatic cogs we talk. we've got palisade you've got fire slayers uh firewall you've got quicksilver swords umbral spell portal uh the wipe uh the warp lightning vortex from skaven we've got the aether void pendulum uh the nightmare predator coming from obr uh soul snare shackles grave tide scuttle tide coming from gloomspite gits uh sylvaneth uh spite swarm hive we've got the soul stealer carrion uh hex gorgeous skulls and then the purple sun so they're all our top 20 uh endless spells coming so, I could Anthony, Anthony. Sorry to mm-hmm.
1: interrupt, but do you have an endless spells per list average? Did we have
0: that earlier? Uh, it is not something that right. I have done. Okay.
1: Uh, well, okay. But there oh, are, I, th- yeah, there yeah. are some lists that have six or seven in them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, throwing yeah. that average out.
0: You've, you've got some Gits list and you've got some like Hello Heart lists and you've got a few lists that have really, ta- you know, there's there's two ends of the spectrum. You've got people who have taken like five, then people have taken like one or two or even none. So, and, and I think too, yeah. I think, um, you know, people like Seraphon as well. Seraphon uh, is almost like you come to uh, the the battle with a Bailwind Vortex straight away to help with the summoning. So um, they're probably boosting up those those 16 Bailwinds um quite easily um
1: i don't remember seeing any comments
0: Floxy. um no, there are maybe no. I've got, one I've got, I've got i've got one i think there was about four four comments uh I, I, again they're not gonna the shoot me over yeah uh yeah. yeah there are there are some comments you know we've got some other random endless spells but uh these were the top 20 is that it's seriously 84 is that 84 or 64 endless spells uh there are currently sixty-four endless spells available. That's updated with uh the four the three new Zench ones. So messed. So many choices for carriage and overlords. Um <laughs> The final data set that I'll share with you guys before we get into our, our favorite lists uh is um, some other things to consider. One is going to be uh the battalion. So there are a few dominant battalions, the iron fist coming out of the um the the iron jaws, uh Lords of the Lodge coming out of the fire slayers, uh Supreme Saburites is uh OBR. No, Slanesh. No, what is it? Slanesh, that's Slanesh, it. Slanesh,
1: it's the character one.
0: Yeah, that was that was a that was a question mark after i said that not an exclamation mark
1: that's that's why we answered you that's, that's why, why i answered you
0: me, 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 me. uh and then we've got a whole bunch of other ones like the gore the uh the, the shield corp from uh, obr Thunderquake is coming out from uh our seraphon friends we've got the white the white fire retinue uh coming from Hollowheart, heart uh tyrants of blood skull change host shroud guard um, so interesting sh- uh, change host. We know there are nine Zench lists coming, and uh, four of them have the change host. So, uh, Shroud Guard, Plague Touch, Warband, Blight cyst, the uh, the KO one, the uh, Grunstock Escort Wing, um, and then etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, a <laughs> whole bunch of twos and ones. Yeah.
2: Um, not surprised. Um with most of them, especially the Lords of the Lodge. Like how many fire slayers are there? Nine? Ten. Ten? So Less one person is, doesn't have it, yeah. One one person's like, nah, screw it, be hipster. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, screw you, Meta. <laughs> screw you. Um, just quickly before we go into spells, Anthony, quick question. Yeah. Um, did you add in the fact that Nagash and R can know all the spells of the spell law of OBR—it's
0: whatever its no, no, no. It, this is this this use. This is all generated from uh, what is submitted on people's lists. So if they've written down right. every single list uh, spell, then yes. If, right. if this is pure user data. All right, cool. yeah. yeah,
1: This, the, yeah. This is this is spells that people have selected, okay, and cool. you don't have Yeah, select
0: it. Cool. Yeah. I'm
2: sick. yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think just I think like, some got,
1: yeah, some got submitted with all the spells under Nagash, and I just took it out because it's it, you're it's not picking spells. Left. It's just yeah, you're just yeah. taking up space. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I know Deke's very excited that he's the one and only Vault of Souls endless spell. Just calling that out as well. Oh, good um, for him! But yes. does he want to go <laughs> on battle? He's unique, <laughs> he's special. Shout out to Deke. Um, and then finally there's a whole bunch of spells if you're interested or concerned or want to know more about these spells Things like ribcracker from um, the ogres We've got more 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 war power coming from skaven prayer of ashes fire slayers, uh, etc, etc born of damnation the, the the great the great the great big green hand of gawk Uh searing wounds roaming wildfire. So feel free to screenshot this go research if you're, if you're concerned or interested in any of these spells because Again, they might be coming to a gaming table near you. If nothing more, if you see these, these might be the ones that you want to dispel first. Yeah.
1: It's yeah, born of damnation, mama warp power. Yeah, both. Yes to both of those. Yeah.
0: Uh, Clean. Yeah. By the way, you have you have published all the list. Where can people find the list if they want to kind of follow along or maybe watch this? Uh, go look at the list after this video.
1: Yep, Uh, so uh, the lists will be available on the Heralds of War website, heraldswar.com forward slash KenCon. Uh, They'll be up there after this. Uh, Currently, they're available in the Call to Glory Facebook event. Um, And then I believe uh, that Dan uh, from AOS Shorts will be making them available on his website also.
0: Awesome. And if people want to watch the live stream, it is kicking off this well, in Australia, it is this Saturday. If you're uh, in the US or in the UK, it'll likely be happening on your Friday. Uh, but Saturday the 25th, what's the 20th Friday? So Saturday the 25th, uh, we are kicking off. It is six rounds, um, Clint. Uh, we've we've published the uh, scenarios in advance as well. And it is in the realm of Gairon. So uh, realm spells and as well as realm effects are, are in play. And if you've got an endless spell that comes from Gairon, you get to tap into that benefit
1: Mhm. yeah so i recommend that anyone who's coming go and read the spells read the correct version of the spells too i've been asked a ton about uh Mirapool, uh, but that got errata about 12 months ago so um yeah go read all the spells and make sure you're up to date on the errata for everything so that yeah you
0: can be prepared especially Pool. Shout out to Mirapool. Joel Graham has said, uh, do people know there's a teleport? Yes, but it is a modified version. Do go read the updated FAQ. Yeah.
1: yeah. People the angriest people seem to be the one who haven't read it properly. So <laughs> just that's that's not that's not true for everyone who doesn't like it, but yeah. The the angry messages I've gotten are people who aren't
0: using the eroded version. So fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Should we get into some lists? That's why the people are here anything you guys want to add and just kind of like just stall for a minute while I bring these all up.
1: Right. Um,
2: that was life there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've got the lists. You've all right, got all the on. lists. What are we doing? We're going through destruction first.
0: Yeah, let's start with Destruction. Shout out to Destruction, our friends. Uh, our friends from Destruction. I think uh, they were the third most represented faction, and uh, we've chosen the way we're going to do this is given that there is like two hundred and almost thirty uh, lists. We are going to choose some of our favorites, whether they are top ten contenders or you know top twenty contenders, ones that are really interesting, ones that we thought were the stronger of the build. There are a lot of um, similarities between certain builds. Um, but there are minor tweets across the way. So uh, we're calling out some of the key ones. Uh, if we don't talk about your list, it doesn't mean that you're hot garbage. It just means we don't have 12 hours to do a list review to tell you that your list is good. You could potentially win CanCon. It's gonna depend on the matchups, which is likely what we would have said, uh, depending on who you are and how much we like you. So does that sound fair? I'm cool with that. I, I don't wanna be for 12 hours.
2: I love you all, but <laughs> you kill me.
0: Alright, so let's talk list. Let's uh, let's bring up Ben Camden-Smith. Let me just uh, bring this up a little bit easier for you guys to see. So Ben Camden-Smith, uh, ben Camden-Smith is bringing the Iron Jaws allegiance. He's coming from the war clan of the Iron Sons and he's from the mortal realm of Hish. What does he bring yeah. to the table? You're right there? Yeah. Cool. Um, he's bringing a, a, a mega boss on more crusher which, which is the general is coming with the boss gore hacker and chopper. The trait is the right fist of the D- uh, duck bad. This is gonna be a nightmare. Uh, the artifact is the sun blessed <laughs> armor. The mount trait is the meanin. Bringing uh, Gordrak as well. So, probably one of the only lists from memory that are bringing Gordrak as opposed to a Mega Boss. So, we've got both here. Uh, so, we've got Gordrak and a Mega Boss. Uh, Gordrak is bringing the Mount Trait of the Weirden. We have a uh, War Chanter. We've actually got two War Chanters. One is coming with the Eighth Quartz Brooch and the Fixin' Beat, while the other one has the Killer Beat. He's bringing uh, three units of pigs, three units of pigs, three units of pigs, three units of pigs, So four units of three pigs in the Gore Fist Battalion. So kicking us off, what do we th- think of of Ben Candon Smith and the the Bacon List? Uh so I picked this one because
2: I saw pigs and Gordrak and I was sold. That was legitimately like I was like, this is cool. Um, this list is actually going to surprise people how freaking fast it is. Um, it will be in your deploy. If you're going to give them first turn, he will be in your deployment zone and you're probably not going to leave for a little while. It's the best way I'm going to describe it.
0: Um, you've played against something similar to this, right? Anthony, I have played, I have played Ben Ben's list. Uh, very, very, very similar, if not this list. Um, and it's tough. It's very tough. Um, uh, I won't give away his strategy, but certainly um, he really wants uh, to charge you. He is going to get a whole bunch of benefits to charge you. Uh, he's got a doubled, potentially destructive bulk one coming from, uh, or both coming from the different more crushes in the list, uh, and he's going to really want to make the most of um, of that command point um, that he's going to spend. That's going to do a whole bunch of damage, or is going to, you know, increase or decrease the rend. Uh, there's a lot of benefits here uh, when we start looking at these lists.
2: Yeah, I would yeah. It's it's a very fast list and you'll probably get stuck. So yeah. Yep.
1: You gotta love you gotta love the pigs. Pretty much. I, you didn't used to see lots but, of them and now we are, and that's great, I think.
2: I almost like they saw the sales report and said, Let's make these guys good. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I guess
1: tra- four units, what are they gonna do? <laughs> yeah.
0: I think for me the big question, and certainly for me, I got punished by the first iteration of this list, where um, where Ben had, uh, I think he had two, just uh, I think he only had one more Crusher, but he had more pigs in the list. And you know, this type of list, and there are other types of list, are going to try to hit you, and they're going to try to make the most of a single charge. Um, you know, you've got to think to, you've got to think to yourself: Can I handle potentially a, a more Crusher and Gordrak hitting me, and can I handle that? Um, so, yeah. uh, can you absorb that much damage, and then how hard can I hit him back? Um, that's that's the question you've got to ask yourself with this list. But I really like this one. Uh, one of the reasons I was ha- really happy to talk about it.
2: Yep. Yeah, and the reason why I picked this list over some of the other ones that are just pigs, so the fact that he had Gordrak, um, I thought that was very different, especially since Gordrak can actually be a massive beast in combat when he gets all his buffs and stuff going on. So, yeah, really cool list. Yep.
0: Uh, we'll pick the other uh, the other uh, Iron Jaws list, and uh, this our friend is in the chat right now. Uh, that is the Overlord himself, Joel McGraw. So Joel McGraw is taking an Iron Jaws list. He is uh, elected not to go Iron Suns. Um, so, he's not going down yeah. that sub-allegiance. So, he's going General Iron Jaws. So, what's he taking? It's, it's got some similarities, but it is got some differences. So, he's got a double mega boss on more Crusher. So, he's not going with Gordrak. He has the two War Chanters. He has the four units of three pigs, and he's got the Iron Fist Battalion. Uh, he's brought an extra command point, uh, mm-hmm. and we can see that he hasn't gone with the Ethereal Amulet. He's decided to go, so he hasn't gone with the Aether Quartz Brooch. He's decided to go with the ethereal amulet instead, which is obviously ignoring rend on the more crusher, which I believe has a base of a three plus armor save.
2: Yeah, it's
0: based on a three up save. Um, what you're seeing
2: difference of this list is that the mega boss on more crusher that is his general is going to be pretty hard to kill because the weird one I think he ignores spells and stuff on a four up and uh, an yeah. ethereal an ether amulet he is now ignoring your rend. So, pretty much that more crusher is going to be sticking around. Uh, No matter how many arcane bolts or pendulums you throw at it, and it's going to come in and kill you. Um, The big thing as well is the Iron Fist is only like an extra D6 move. than um, the I think it was like 15 or whatever for the Gore Fist because it's so much quicker. So he is playing a bit more. He can play a bit more defensive with this list with the amount of wounds he has from those piggies. So this list is very much like not in your face, but he can be if he wants to be. So... It's a very interesting take with the whole Piggy list. And I quite like this list. And if if I was going to do an Iron Jaws list, this is probably the competitive one I would pick in my opinion. So, yeah, it's fun. It looks cool as well. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's nothing more to add to that.
0: All right. Well, and and to be honest with you, Joel McGrath is a you know not only represents the the overlords of Measure Gaming, but also is a masters level player as well. Someone who uh, certainly is, is winning tournaments and is you know really going to challenge for uh, the top ten, if not going for podium. So certainly someone that I would want to watch out for. Yeah. The next one from the list we'll pick is uh, we'll go to go to my little favorites. Who, who who wants to do the big the big wag? Let's focus on the little wag. And we're gonna pull up three gloom spite lists here, all very different. Uh, I'm very excited about. The first one here is Jason. Jason is running. A uh, very much a Trogoth themed gloom spike gets list. Uh, one has got the, the dankhold trog boss, which has got the loon skin and got Gaia strike. We've got two fungoid cave shamans. Uh, one has the verdant mantle. Uh, one has the hand of gork as a spell, while the other one has itchy nuisance. So one's got a teleport and one's got a minus one to hit. We have a unit of six rock. Uh, uh, the the uh, not the fellwater. We got the rock gut trogoths We have a unit of three uh, rock gut. Another three rock gut three Felwater Trogoths, three Felwater Trogoths. Uh, to complement that, we've got 20 Stabbers, we've got uh, 20 Stabbers, we've got 20 Stabbers, and we've got the Trog Herd Battalion. To go along with this, we've got two spells. One is the Scuttle Tide, probably my absolute favourite endless spell. I wish I had it still today. And Geminids, one of our first of many Geminids Um so, this is coming in at a total of 1970 with an additional command point, obviously, from the battalion. Uh, thoughts on this particular list? Uh, we don't see many Trogoths. Uh, are people going to be able to handle um, these, these really rock hard units? Um,
1: ordinarily, I'd say maybe they can, uh, but they are going to be wrapped in, uh, I imagine they'll be wrapped in stabbers so that you're not actually fighting the trolls um and then they'll just will whack be whacking stuff over the top um it's worth so itching nuisance is the uh fight, so fight at the last, end of the combat phase yeah so super important in the meta at the moment um to have that spell in your army um and then obviously you've got uh, scuttle tide which is just a fantastic fantastic endless spell for 30 points um i i'm really excited by this list because it's full of Trogs, um which is not something that you see all the time. Um, but it's also got those those bodies from the
2: stabbers to to hold objectives uh as well. I think it's cool. Troll card's a really it's an interesting battalion, but it's a lot of points
0: for what it does. Um I think it's like uh wound rolls of six, does plus one damage. Yeah, if an unmodified wound roll of an attack is made uh by in the melee phase, um yep. is a six, you add one to the damage characteristic.
2: Yeah, and I thought it was really interesting, but he really went MSU pretty much with the Trogos, um, because if you did like two units of uh, six rock guts, I think that would kill quite a lot, but he does need to spread around the board, but I rate this, list. I think it's cool. Interested to
0: see um, what it looks like on the table, so yeah. The Fungoid Cave Shamans on a 4-plus each round are going to generate additional command point, which will be fascinating to see how he uses that. Um, On top of that, obviously, we've got guy Strikes. We've got an absolute uh, beat stick when it comes to the leader in combat. Um, The the thing that you've got to remember as well is uh, I'm assuming Jason's going to bring his Allegiance Terrain Piece, which is going to allow him to, uh, should those units of 20 uh, Stabbers die, on a 4-plus he can bring it back. Uh, to a half-strength unit, so you know you could hand of hand of Gork a unit of twenty up the board, claim an objective. They die, they come back as a unit of ten, then fling them up the board again. So um, potentially a really interesting strategy, and potentially could could have a lot of fun. Uh, and the Scuttle Tide, which is my personal favourite endless spell. Is allow you to drop down essentially a wall, uh, but it, it happens uh, next to a terrain piece within one inch of a terrain piece, and it does damage uh, if you end a move or a charge. I think within six uh, of it, so it's a nice little way to get um, to a backboard or potentially uh, hit something that you you really need to do damage with, maybe, whether it's a, a catapult, whether it's you know a, a hero sitting behind the scenes. Um, I really like it, and I think these rock guts could uh, could be hard to take down. Yeah, so many wounds. That's it, and, and obviously, and, they, and the and the the trolls can regenerate as well. So, uh, and there are plenty of ways to to, to bring those wounds back. So, um, good call, Jason. Anything you want else we want to add to this? No. Nah. Clint? no. Cool. I sh- I shook my head. Well, I'm not looking at you. I'm trying to look at lists. <laughs> you're not pretty point. enough, Frank. you should always be looking at me. Actually, you're not even on my screen. Um <laughs> all right, let's do you're actually not like you're hidden behind a whole wall of uh, of documents. Um, the next coming in, and, and one of our friends coming over the ditch from New Zealand. So uh, one of the two from the notorious uh, podcast. So check them out. This is Sean Tupman, who's bringing the Gloom Spike Kits. Uh, he what is he bringing? He's bringing a very spider-based uh, Gloom Spike Kit list. No, so what well, we you, like- you'll, yeah. you'll find he's
1: bringing he's bringing an endless spell list with some stuff to put around them.
0: Uh, he's got some. Oh no! This is no, no. Sorry, it's the other that's one that's not, the
1: spider list. This isn't the spider list. No, this is lots of. This is lots of bodies, the and then a bunch of casters, so he can go choop choop
0: choop, choop choo, no, and just Josh fire Josh.
1: endless spells out. Yeah, no, the body's right,
0: It's Josh. Sorry, I, I saw the web spinner shaman first. Jeez. All right. Seriously, so what really have we got? This is, this is this is an endless spell list.
1: Uh What are we? One job, Anthony.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh So what have we got? Uh, we have the web spinner shaman on a rocknerox spider. He's walking around with the ethereal amulet and is taking a spider a, a spiderfang spell called sneaky distraction. That's the minus one to hit. Um, you've got a web spinner shaman which has the gift of the spider god. You have scragger up the loon king, which is the general, uh, and he has the hand of Gork. He has a fungoid cave shaman with the uh, the great green spite which is a damage dealing spell. He has a unit of 40 shooters, 40 shooters, 20 shooters, 20 shooters, six rock gut Trogoths, and he has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 endless spells, which is the eighth Void Pendulum, the balewind Vortex, Chronomatic Cogs, Geminids, uh, Quicksilver Swords, the, uh, the, uh, the Cauldron, and then finally the Scuttle Tide, coming in at a neat 2,000 points. This is very much an endless spell list, being blocked by a wall of 120 grots. That's what Gentlemen. I said. It was
1: man. Like that's it's it's end the spells with some bodies to put around them and protect your stuff. That's what it is.
2: Also, Tubbs has been playing Green for a while now, um, and I think this is a very different list to what he usually was running. But I think this is super. It's super good. Like the fact that he went for shooters instead of stabbers was interesting, um, because most people go to stabbers. So I think he is very much going to be holding back quite a bit and just going for the range threat. So, yeah, I I think this is good. He's actually a New Zealand master level player, as we would like to say. Um, so he's one to look out for as well. And I do rate it. I think it's a cool list as well.
0: Yeah, he's certainly someone that's done well in the New Zealand scene. And, you know, looking at the New Zealand contingent, they are, they're coming in and uh, there's some quite strong lists coming from our friends across the ditch. Maybe they're looking for residency. I'm not sure. But... They uh, are coming in with some very good lists. Yep.
1: Cool. Uh, What's the next one? Is the next one actually the spider list? Okay, in we can go video. to the
0: spider list. Geez, make <laughs> one slip up and and uh... by,
1: the yeah, spider go. list by the Joshster. Uh, no, that's no the wrong Josh. guy. The Josh.
2: Josh. Josh Foster.
1: Yeah.
2: Yep. Who? Yeah.
0: It's the in a so- long
1: in a long line of josh bringing ridiculous armies to cancon so josh two years ago brought war herd before they were really a thing um so that was that was pretty awesome and then this year he is definitely uh doing the same thing again look look at all those spiders all those battalions <laughs> Like, so where, I was are, saying, where
0: are the spiders? But Dal- Dalton's having a whinge. Like, where are the spiders? Well, here they are. He's got five spider, yep. riders, five spider 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 riders. No, I haven't got a stutter. There is 25 spider riders coming on top of... The scuttle boss on um, giant spider. We have a web spinner shaman on a arachnorock. We have a web spinner shaman on an arachnorock. One has the headdress of many eyes and the sneaky distraction, while the other is walking around with the griff feather charm and the gift of the spider god. We also have an arachnorock spider with a flinger and an arachnorock spider with the uh, the spider fang war party. On top of that, he has a cauldron which has spider legs. He has. Uh, sorry, sorry. He's, no, yeah, he does. And the scuttle tide, which is the wall of spiders. And they're all neatly packaged up in three battalions, potentially yeah, one, one of the few drop. lists with, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, I think the two, two of the little ones sit in the, one of the big ones. So, yeah. And then obviously the cauldron gives his spider wizards access to the moon clan spells, the, I believe. The moon,
0: the moon spells. So he'll yeah. be, able to, he'll be so able to do the he fight can last, just cast the whatever. Of, yeah. He can <laughs> teleport. He can uh, do the, yeah. There's the, the, the fight last. Um, there's a couple of spells you might tap into. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's awesome. So, so why do we I'm like very this? Are pleased? It,
0: is it just cool
2: or why else do we like this? It's cool. Just cool. It's, it's it's a one drop. We don't see one drop armies anymore. It's a one drop spider army. <laughs> he's gonna decide who's gonna go first. And he's just gonna be like, cool, come at my spiders and they'll come at you later. Like it's cool. Like i I just I just when I saw this list, I just laughed and I thought this was awesome.
0: Shout out to to Ash McEwen, who's freaking out, saying he's having flashbacks to last year when a spider rider jumped on his back at a barbecue. So, uh, nightmares for days. Nightmares for days, but um, very cool list, very interesting list. Obviously, spiders are going to cause a few people the nightmares. He's got a whole bunch of additional stacks that are going to really do a whole bunch of mortal wounds on the charge and in combat. So... Um, yeah, I if like- he
2: if
1: he rolls off tap, it's going to make it's going to cause so many mortal wounds. It's ridiculous. So
2: yeah,
0: he's got a whole yep. bunch of stacks where he's going to be able to bring that that number down to I think a five or a four. He's going to be able to do double damage on on some of those. So there's a whole bunch of little sneaky ways that he's going to do a whole bunch of uh, mortal wounds.
1: Yeah. Cool. Have we got yeah, we? And- People are yelling at us. We need to go to the ogre lists now. Are we? Uh, are we there? Are any ogres. Yeah. Well, we, we
0: we could do bone splitters or we could do ogres. Should should we make them wait? You know, the more they ask, the more I just don't want to do it. No.
1: So, let's do sure bone splitters first.
0: Let's do bone splitters first. Uh Like and subscribe if you want me to actually do the ogres. But uh let's talk about the bone splitters. This could be an interesting one, especially because Drakfoot Drac-Fo- is going to cause a few people a headaches, especially me with my Phoenix Guard. So the bone splitters are bringing. We've got a, a Wargog Prophet, which has got a whole bunch of cool stuff like fireball. It's got the uh, the Savage, uh, the Brutal Beast Spirits. Um, we've got a Savage War Boss with the Burning Tattoos. We have the Manic Weird Knob, which has the Cunning Beast Spirits and Fireball. So we've got a double up, we've got a triple up Fireball. We've got three people with Fireball. Uh, and then we've got a War Dog uh, with uh, the Breath of Gorkamorka and Fireball. So a whole bunch of Fireballs coming at you. We've got 20 Savage Oryx. We've got 20 Savage Oryx with uh, uh, Arrow Boys, Arrow Boys. And then we have Allied Six. Rockgut Trogoths. Not only is that, we've also got the Rogue Idol. Uh, that's all ni- nicely packaged up with a Cunning Rock with a total of 2,000 points. Now, Cunning Rock isn't as powerful as it used to be. Should people still fear the Bone Splitters? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: because he's got a Rogue Idol. That's why.
0: Rogue Isles are pretty cool. They are a Forge World model. Uh, what, what, why do we fear them, Liam?
2: Well, excru- um screws your aftersave, so poor Ethereal. Also ignores Ethereum it ignores Ethereal, not Ethereal, Amulet. That's the key thing. So all the Ethereal Amulet heroes, they're okay. But these guys uh, ignore, like, Nighthorn and stuff. Cutting um, kind of Rocks, some extra shooting. I think it's still like, yeah, you have to shoot in the Hero phase, whatever still good it's just chip damage like they're just chipping away um like it's still a good list it just reminds me of what um bone splitters was two years ago in my opinion um the trogoffs are an interesting choice for allies but um i think they're just going to be holding on ejectors because they can regenerate and do some damage as well so yeah all right that's it really
0: Sounds good. I like no. it. The chat's revolting against me. People want me out of my own show. So I'm going to quickly pivot to the two ogre lists we're going to pull out. One is Hayden Walker. Let's call out the uh, Mr. <laughs> fit himself. P- pandering to the masses. I like it. P- pandering to the masses. Uh, I'm sure the Patreon dollars are gonna roll in any minute and I can retire and be a hashtag content creator. But Someone who needs no introduction is the elf bro himself, who's clearly not going elves. He is going uh, potentially the lowest drop list in the entire of Cancon. Uh, I don't think anyone's going in with any less models than Hayden Walker, who's walking around with the Ogamore tribes. He is going with Blood Gullet, and he's coming from Gairan. What does he bring to the table? We have a Frostlord on Stonehorn, which is the general, uh, the trait with the nice drop of the red stuff. We have the artifact of the Splatter Cleaver and the Mount Train of the Black Clatterhorn. We have a Huskard on Thunder Tusk with the Blood Vulture and the Prayer of Keening Gale. We have a Huskard on Thunder Tusk with the Blood Vulture and the Pulverizing Hailstorm, which basically what happened to me when I lost electricity for three hours. We have Stonehorn Beast Riders, Stonehorn Beast Riders, Stonehorn Beast Riders, filling out his his battle line. Coming in a total of 1980, uh, he has 73 wounds. He has one, two, three, four, five, six models in total. Holy shite, six models. This is super easy to bring to a tournament. He is gonna have fun. What do we think of this? It's gonna have fun and wreck people's face. That's what's gonna happen. Why? Why is it gonna wreck people's face? It's, it's only six on? models.
2: Uh, but they count you're forgetting one thing, the count is ten. They count as ten models each. Okay. So that six models there actually count as sixty models. So and they do quite a bit of damage. So he's literally, if someone just has like a chaff line of like ten models, just comes in, takes them out, boom, grab the objective. It's going to do well. Yeah, he's actually going to do really well. So yeah.
0: Clint, anything you want to add to this other than the furious typing that to your to your friends to say hashtag uh, follow follow the coach and uh, and join Patreon. Uh,
1: no, I do apologize for the typing. I've just been made made aware of a list error, so I'm just chasing that up for someone. So.
0: Should we call them out here? How dare you bring no. uh, incorrect list?
1: No, no, there's it's that's on me. There's two hundred and thirty odd lists. I was bound to miss something. Um, so this army is going to be interesting. It's got he's going to play quickly. You know, um, it, it'll either go really well for him or really badly, very quickly, and then he can piss off and go to the shops and buy. Cool swag while he's down there. Um, he's also been working on this army; it's uh, all converted as well. Uh, so um, we need to call that out. So I think people will enjoy playing it because um, it's something a little bit different. It's not all hairy beasts. So
0: yeah, that's all also- I'll say. And look, there's a lot of healing. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff. He's got some range threats coming from the Huskard on Thunder Tusk with those Blood Vultures. He's going to do a whole, a whole bunch of damage, uh, doing mortal wounds on the charge. There's going to be a whole bunch of additional stacks and some cool things uh, that Hayden's going to do. He is not going to be going to probably two five, the full five rounds. He's going to smash you in the face. He's going to have fun, and uh, I think I, I would certainly be happy to play this list.
2: Also, he's such a gentle player, so even if you're getting smash face, he's still gonna have a good time because he's a good player. Cool.
0: someone who isn't a good player, um, and I'm probably gonna lose to, uh, is Mike. Mike round one grudge, so I'll be playing against Seth Cook. I actually don't dislike grudge. I actually really like really like Seth. That's a joke. Please don't uh, don't don't attack him or don't you know or my my. Raving fans are going to attack poor Seth. But Seth is an awesome dude. He is my round one matchup. I'll be playing against him in a grudge, which is more of a play date. What is going to be happening? He is going to be bringing the Oak and Moor Tribes. Uh, similar but very different list. I think it's a, certainly a very strong build. Probably one to watch out for, a bit of a dark horse. He is bringing a Frost Lord on Stonehorn with the Ethereal Amulet and the Metal Cruncher. Uh, we've got a Frost Lord on Stonehorn with the Brandis Fard and the Black Clatterhorn we have a, stone, uh, a frost lord on stonehorn with the bledgedlent charger we have an icebrow hunter which is the general on the lord of beasts we have two units of uh, frost sabers we have um, a 12 ogre gluttons and we have two lead belchers we have the skull battalion coming in at 1980 holy shite am i going to get yeah. my poo pushed in in round 1
2: um do
0: you want the honest answer or what be honest, be honest. I mean, I mean, I mean. You're, you're a very humble person. You're very well thought out with your opinion. So please tell me. I don't think your phoenix gut are going to last long. Okay. Why? Why like, is that? I- tell, t- t- tell, tell the masses why.
2: Um. First things first. You're going to take D6 mortal wounds from the metal cruncher. Um. And then the frost lord on Stonehorns, Both of them are probably going to do some serious damage. Um. Especially the um. Yeah. I. I rate this list. and The one thing I don't rate is having three Frost lords on Stonehorns. I think you should change one of them to a Thunder Tusk. I mean, Husk on a Thunder Tusk, but that's just me. Um, Lead Belchers could have easily been another command point. Um, a unit of two is not worth it. But yeah, um, I think if you can take out at least one or two of those Frost Lords, you're good. And if you can still have most of your army intact. And if you don't forget about your Shadow Warriors, I think you're good.
0: Yeah, Clint, anything you do want to add?
1: Um, I think you two are going to have a very fun game. Um, Fun play
0: day. We're going to have a great game. I have a strategy of survival, not a strategy of victory. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, Seth and I battle on the tabletop. Uh, should be a good one but i think this is definitely going to be a uh a, a, again a, a list that people may struggle to have answers to if you have three charging stone horns uh coming at your line can you handle the amount of damage the icebrow hunter is going to be able to take a unit and uh bring in a sideboard with those potential frost sabers um you know i think is it the ogre gluttons that ignore spells and endless spells on a four plus or is it the lead belcher but That's there's the iron guts the, the iron guts i'm thinking of <laughs> sorry someone else has got that Uh, But I think he has a whole bunch of tools that uh, could be fun. Yeah. (laughs) The second last destruction list we'll talk about is uh, someone who probably needs no no introduction because he tells everyone in every opportunity that he won CanCon two years ago, and he's back adam burt he's going to be running the ogre uh blood gullet he's got the frost lord on stonehorn the ice brow hunter the slaughter master the butcher uh 12 ogre gluttons six ogre gluttons four iron guts four iron guts six frost sabers at 2000 points so this is a bit of a blend between the uh the the what was formerly the uh the dad bods um the gut busters and the beast claw raiders coming in together with a nice little mix do we think adam burt can win CanCon con again
1: I don't think this is the list to win CanCon, uh, but I think no. he will have fun with this because um, once upon a time, the very first CanCon, Adam brought uh, destruction with uh, ogres and a bunch of yetis and stuff like that. So it's very much uh, in his regular wheelhouse to play with these guys. So I think he'll be competent with them um, and sort of have lots of fun around the middle tables, which I think is actually his aim this year. I don't I don't think he's trying for another CanCon win. I think he's just going to turn up. Have some fun round the middle tables. I believe he has gr- uh, he and Tubbs uh, have a grudge. Um, Sean Tubman from New Zealand, so uh, that will be a very interesting game. Um, Tubbs is going for the hat trick of heralds. He's beaten myself. He's beaten Travis. He just wants to beat Adam now to complete his set.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I don't think this is going to be winning it, but I think he's gonna have heaps of fun. It's got, here's the different tools and stuff. He's got a big beastie. He's got a big blob of units to do some damage. He's here for some fun.
0: Yeah. Well, we've got the Hayden Walker build, which is very much down one route and certainly very strong in that. This is certainly more of a utility list. So uh, lots of tools in this. Um, I I like it, obviously, but this is the reason why we've chosen it. Um, Well done to you. And then the final destruction list um, that we'll talk about is going to be Fraser from New Zealand um he is running blood gullet as well uh and it's a bit of a mix as well so this is probably going down more of the gut buster builds with the tyrant walking around with the, is a general with a nice drop of the red stuff the splatter cleaver um artifact and the fate seeker big name he has a slaughter master with the shrunken priest head the ribcracker and the blood feast spells we have a butcher with the ribcracker and the greasy deluge we have four iron guts 12 uh gluttons 12 gluttons Four lead belchers, four lead belchers, two lead belchers under a wonderful battalion.
2: Uh, yeah. That um, it's yeah, that, it's very
1: much a Gutbusters list, isn't it?
2: This is very I much got, a Gutbusters. Yeah. Uh, I don't that, know there's any, any Beast Claw Raiders in there. There's no Beast Claw Raiders. Um, it's very much looking like he went and grabbed a few of the Beasts of Bones box, but it's got heaps of wounds. If anyone else is looking, it's 174 wounds for people to churn through. Um, also, the Slaughter Master double dipping, it's kind of strong for some healing or whatever he I think can do. Um, it's good. Um, yeah, I see how he goes. Uh, I think you need beasties and ogres, to be honest, to do well. That's just my opinion. Um, but he has so many, so many wounds. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 175 is one of the higher ones. We know that the average wounds around that 120 to 130 route, so uh, could be hard to take down. So, Fraser, Fraser, uh, good luck, uh, would be a lot of fun with this one. But the two units of 12 gluttons, uh, um, be really hard to take down, really hard. Yeah, yeah, we'll go death next. Why not? <sighs> yep, all right. So let's start with the uh, let's start with uh, probably the best sub allegiance within Death, which is going to be uh, Stu. So Stu is Stew West is coming all the way from was he one of our Scottish friends?
1: He's coming from Orkney, yep.
0: Orkney, coming from Orkney, so traveling along and he's bringing the best faction uh, to play get, play with. That is the Legion of Night, and it is led by the one, the only, the best. Manfred von Karstein, which is the General coming with Pinions. We have Neferata coming in, supporting, and Arcan supporting, as you'd expect with Manfred as your General. We have the Ken Wraith coming along as well. We have 40 Skeleton Warriors, 10 Skeleton Warriors, five Direwolves, four morgasts uh, with their 3d6 charge and coming in with an extra command point. Do we like this? Is this going to win Cancon with Manfred in there? I think there's a very good possibility that he could win Cancon. Clint, we'd, I'll be
1: great Let's not take the piss, shall we? Um, it's, not, it's not going to win CanCon, I don't believe. I, I can't see what you've got there. Liam, I'm sure it's something like Liam, uh, Liam really loves Manfred or something like that. Yeah, Liam um, loves
0: Manfred is what I can see. Yep, yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, so, yeah, basically, Stu sent me this list and said, I've, I've submitted it. It's got all the Mortax in. Um you know, man, being led by Manfred, of course, I'm like, that's good because otherwise I'd call Border Force and have him stopped from entering the country. Um, so he's made the right choice there. Look, I think Stu's coming all the way, all this way to have a bit of fun and um, and he's played a lot of Legion of Night uh, over in the UK, uh, generally a bit more of the, the uh, zombie dragon build and things like that. But I think he's... He's going to come over here, have a bit of fun, probably die in the heat, unfortunately for him. So, yeah.
0: Look, we're feeding plenty of Tim Tams. Uh, I I hope to celebrate with a lot of Iron Brew with him. Uh, Shout out to the Northern Invasion podcast, which is where he is from. Uh, Great podcast across the ditch. Uh, well, everyone's across the ditch. We're on a little island. Um, but It's, it's I, a bit I,
1: further than across the ditch, Anthony.
0: Uh, the <laughs> like a small tra- plane trip, a little bit of uh, sleeping tablets. It's basically the same distance. Liam, uh, I know you're a big fan of Manfred. Um, nah, here's Nafirada.
2: It's the best list ever. I'm <laughs> I really, I'm like really enjoying...
1: Uh, you can tell who listens to his podcast in the chat too, actually um joel mcgrath's quoting quoting the uh song from the start all that sort of stuff so yeah no it is a good podcast and i played i played stew first up when i went to bobo so he's a great guy
0: now i'm, ha- now I'm having mind blanks of who sings that song it's um oh, i know i know yeah. The song. yeah anyway please please put in the chat who who does he's going the distance um uh yeah yeah cake that's it i was thinking of the long jacket no, I don't know. I'm, I'm butchering my songs. Anyway, Shoe West, lo- nice List. I hope you win it because then we can rub it in Liam's face for the eternity. Now, nah.
1: who we got next?
0: We have Jesse Perkins next. So we've got two Fleshy Inner Courts lists we're going to pull up. Jesse Perkins coming from uh Borderline Gaming. Yes. Um, yep. Thank you. uh He is running Fleshy Inner Courts coming from Gurr. Uh, he has a uh arch regent, he has the ghoul king on terrorgeist, a ghoul king on terrorgeist, he has a gas courtier. 40 crypt Ghouls, 10 crypt Ghouls, 10 crypt Ghouls, three horrors under the King's Ghouls. I haven't, you don't see much of the King's Ghouls. Uh, curious to hear what, what it does. That's okay,
1: Jesse doesn't win many games, so, you know. That's
0: fair. That's fair. I mean, he's a great DJ, maybe not a really good player, uh, and he has the Chalice, the Endless Spell Chalice. So he's going to be healing up a whole bunch of those Royal Terror guys. Liam, you are a feck man. Uh, what do you see when you look at this list? Um, this list is actually
2: really, 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 really strong. As um, heaps of summoning, he's going to be summoning more horrors and flayers and maybe some more ghouls from the Arch Regent and the Terror guys and stuff. Uh, King's ghouls, they're actually immune to Battle Battleshock. Um, so those ghouls, those 40 ghouls aren't running away. Um, and then with the chalice and stuff, they're going to be coming back. So those 40 ghouls aren't going anywhere. Um, so I wish everyone the best of luck. And if someone actually kills all those 40 ghouls, I will buy you a bottle of water to stay in the heat. Like that will be your reward. But um, so come find me if you do
0: it. Shortcut, I'm sure can give away free water with a water cooler, but shout out to Liam and his his generosity here.
1: Yeah, um, so it, it's I'd... the gesture, not the thing.
2: <laughs> you know what, Anthony? God, I'm trying to like get people in fears and killing forty ghouls. But um, yeah, it's it's they're not going to die. I'm really sorry if anyone's saying like, "Oh, I can kill forty ghouls." You're not going to kill forty ghouls. But, um, yeah, but... I,
1: I was joking before. It's a decent list. Jesse's a good guy. I was just... You know. Also,
2: I'm pretty sure he won with this list last year at the Dweller event, but he's just recently had a kid, so I think Hobby's been taken away from him, so I think he's just taking what he's got.
0: By yeah. the way, anyone anyone who's watching this stream, we are talking in jest. We love Seth. We love Jesse. Anyone we're taking the mickey out of, it is just an Australian thing we do. Uh, if we're really nice about you, probably means we don't like you, but uh, in, in all seriousness, Jesse is an awesome dude. Uh, please don't take anything we've said here... Uh, too seriously but uh it's a wonderful little list and obviously the two royal terror Geist with the chalice could be painful and he's got that additional threat coming out from the uh the the ghouls uh gonna you know, hold blood bunch of flooding the board and Ash McEwen's already said that he can easily kill 40 ghouls so uh let's see how that goes free bottle of water um, Free of water for, for the first first person to kill the forty ghouls. Come find Liam and myself. Uh, I want to see how that works. And by the way, I've just been told that Stew has an eighty-five percent win rate with his Legion of Nightlist. So um, pressure is on. The other flesh unit courts list we'll look at is Joe Pagano coming over from uh, Florida. Uh, he is one half of the Rage of Sigma podcast. Again, check them out, subscribe, like, listen to them. Uh, awesome podcast. What is he bringing? Something a little bit different. He's got the Arch Regent. He's got a Ghoul King on Royal Terror, guys. A Ghoul King on Royal Zombie Dragon. Don't see v- Zombie Dragons very often, um, or at least with Ghoul Kings on them anyway. You have 30 Crypt Ghouls, 10 Crypt Ghouls, 10 Crypt Ghouls, an Allied Corpse Cart and then he's bringing the ghoul patrol battalion with the chalice endless spell uh a little bit different um the the royal sandwich zombie dragon brings something a little bit different to the table uh again you both being death players what do you see when you look at this list
1: um you see zombie dragons probably a little bit more than you're probably giving him yeah. credit oh, um yeah. yeah and also joe pagano isn't from he might have been from florida originally but the not he's list. from new york Yes, from you. He tagged
0: himself um, in a survey as as Florida.
1: Okay, what else did he say? It was possibly all wrong. <laughs> um, because uh, you're his favourite dweller, I heard. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, it's a good list. Uh, once again, lots of ghouls, uh, a couple of big monsters. Um, I I love Ghoul Patrol simply because you have to shout it as you use it. So. You have to shout Ghoul Patrol out as you use it. It's in the rules. So.
0: Fair enough. Um, Tristan Gray is saying he's not going to make it to the tournament. I imagine it's because Randy with his round one, um, or Blandy, uh, as he's known on Twitter, uh, is going to crush his spirits and uh, win the Intercontinental Championship of Age of Sigma.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling... Um, you know, uh, people, I'm pretty sure this is what's going to be on stream first up, so people get a chance to see this list in action. And, Re-
0: and Randy will be playing with the uh, Grand Alliance Death slash Tomb King, so that'll be a wonderful battle if it's on stream. hmm Yeah. Liam, anyone add to that?
2: Nah, it's pretty good. Um, it's what you mainly see with feck, these kind of lists.
0: Uh, all right. Well, i'll bring up the uh, i'll bring up the the mayor himself Uh, the, the australian master right now. He is matt tyrrell Uh, he has decided not to take the ostearch bone reapers out for a spin He is bringing uh doing us all a favor by taking the night haunt uh, in his Nighthorn, he has a Guardian of Souls with the Nightmare Lantern. He has uh, Kurdos. He has Lady Alinda. He has a Spirit Torment. He has 40 Chain Rasp Horde, 10 Grimgas Reapers, 9 Spirit Host, a Black Coach, a Mongol, and uh, an additional command point coming in at a nice 1990 with one additional command point, obviously, from the purchase. So Matt is switching allegiances. He's always a Death man. Uh, but he's coming into Nighthaunt. Has he got some secret list tech in this, or is he here for the lols? He's
2: here for a good time, but he will do well because 40 Chain Rouse are legit. Um, I'm surprised about the Mongol. Um, You don't see them much anymore. Um, And you know he's here for a good time because he doesn't have a Deathblade Harrow or whatever that thing is. But, yeah. Um... I think he's here for a good time because, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Clint? He's a good player. I'm not taking that away from him. He'll do well.
1: Yeah, I think um, he is just going to be here for as, as cliche it is, I think he's here to have fun. Um, I know that this has sort of pushed him to get some other extra models painted, like he was paying, uh, working on Kurdos and stuff like that recently. He doesn't have to do well um, because he's got a free pass to the next Masters, so he can just kind of take the foot off. Come, have fun, you know, and off he goes. So,
2: um, I think this is also like his painting army. Like he wants to do well with the painting and they look, it looks really pretty. So yeah. yeah um, I
0: mean, like coach was a wonderful painting model. Uh, the Mongol is definitely going to stand out. That's something you don't see very often on the table. Um, it definitely doesn't go towards a traditional nighthawk, which is the flooding of tr- chain rafts, green grass reapers, a lot of, you know, MSU style heroes kind of supporting uh all these big hordes so uh, a very interesting build of the the night horde Mm -hmm. where i think most of your nighthorn players have moved to is your legion of grief and for this particular discussion uh by the way we finish with matt yeah awesome uh, we will bring up three different lists uh, when it comes to the Legion of Grief, which is certainly where I think a lot of players have kind of moved towards from that Night uh or maybe the Legion of Nagash kind of moving into this particular build. Uh, the first one is Aiden. Uh, Aiden's coming over from New Zealand. I'm told that he is the New Zealand equivalent of Liam, so I can't wait for Aiden. Uh, true story, I heard that today. What wow, that's, to that's
1: harsh on Aiden. That's, that's a, so harsh uh, on Aiden. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. He's, I'm sure he's a wonderful bloke. Uh, what has he got? He is the Dreadblade Harrow, uh, which is the General. We have the Knight of Shrouds. We have the Knight of Shrouds on a, a, a ethereal Steed. We have a Necromancer. We have 40 Chainraths, 40 Chainraths, 10 Chainraths, 30 Grimgast Reapers. And then something that I like seeing uh, more often is the 12 Mere Banshees and then another unit of 12 Mere Banshees. Uh, finally, wrapping it all up with an additional command point.
1: So, so what he does is he takes his army and he deploys it on the table and there's no room for the opponent to put their models down and then he wins. Um, he has so many models and I think he put up a picture earlier uh, yeah, today did. of all these models yeah. and he couldn't quite fit them into the frame because of the of just how many more bodies he has. So um, he has played grief... Uh,
2: Pretty Six much
1: since now. it came out. Yeah, it, he's played it for a while. This was a... Um,
2: he, he, keep going.
1: He he took it to uh, the New Zealand Masters. Um, he's taken it to a bunch of other events. So I think he's quite well practiced with it and uh, should do quite well.
2: Yeah, this was a quick... Uh, this is like his way of proving that he can get an army done in a weekend. He painted his army, I think, in like four days. He just wanted to prove a point of how easy it was, and um, yeah, um, he's yep. well practiced, as Clyde said, and it's. I think he did quite well at the Masters.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I was just about to. MB in the chat has asked why the harrow, but then uh, Michael yeah. Panis answered him. Basically, oh, okay. you can use oh, him for moving. Yeah, you can use use the harrow to move units around the table really easily, um, and which is it just gives you incredible flexibility. Um, just ask Ash. Ash used to use them to great effect when he was running Night Haunt. So, yep.
0: And we've got the Aether Course Broke sitting in there to regenerate those additional command points, which uh, we know uh, Legion of Grief are going to want to start bringing back their dead uh, from the grape sites. So if he can take down those 40 Chain Rasps or those 30 Grimgas Reapers for that additional command point, uh, that Dreadblade Harrow is going to be bringing back a unit. So, uh, very, very, very potent. Um, however, this is not the only Dreadblade Harrow that's coming. If we look at uh Keith, Keith is another player uh, coming around. We have Keith Williamson, uh Creaky Gamers on YouTube. Shout out, go check him out. Uh, doing really cool, fun battle reps. But he's also running Legion of Grief. And in a very similar vein, he has the Dreadblade Harrow as the general, same Tremantrate, which is the vassal of the Craven Craven King. We have a Necromancer, same spell, the Dread Withering. We have the Garden of Souls on a Nightmare with the Nightmare Lantern and uh we also have a Knight of Shrouds on the Ethereal ste- Steed. Uh, also with the Eighth Quartz Broach, we have a Spirit Torment, 40 Chain Wraths, 40 Chain Wraths, five Dire Wolves, 20 Blade Bladegast, 20 Blade gla- Geist, two Chain Ghast, uh, Chain Hearth, uh, and then additional Command Point. Uh, I'm losing my voice. Uh, I played against this list uh, two weeks ago, and boy, oh boy, does he flood the boy with models, and is it a pain in the ass that they've got high movement and he can bring them up with that extra Command Point. Um, what are we thoughts there?
1: Yeah, um, it's been pointed out in the chat that uh, the Dreadblade can't move units in grief, um, <laughs> but he can teleport and bring stuff back. So yeah, I misspoke on that. Um, so in, Night-
0: in Nighthorn, he can in grief, he can't. Night-
1: yeah, because it's a Nighthorn command ability. Yeah. Um, oh,
0: good call. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Ash. Uh, and,
1: and Matt, the man yeah. as well. Yep. Uh, so Keith's list. Sorry, on Keith's list. Uh, once again a ton of bodies and you definitely can't go wrong with blade guys revenants they are awesome um and he has quite a lot of them so i think they're going to be doing uh, a bit of his bit of his damage there um he's got the necromancer in there because why would you not um yeah it's it's an awesome list he did very well last year with um i think legions of the gash i think he had legion of Knight. Um, so it would be interesting to see how well Keith does this year.
0: He's, he's traditionally a death player. He did really well with Gitz at uh, Sydney Slaughter as well. So he's uh, he is a very talented player. And but he is very much uh, Von Keith as he's known on the uh, on the YouTubes. But uh, definitely knows his death inside and out.
1: You see him. You see him pop up in all the groups playing all the different things. I think he was in the Beasts group the other night talking about um, beast lists. So. He's definitely across all the stuff, which can only help as a player, I think.
2: Yep.
0: Liam, anything you want to add to this?
2: Wait, guys, Revenants are awesome. They are. That's all I can say. Yep. They're legit.
0: And if I remember correctly, playing against Keith, every time he spent a command point, he had an opportunity to get back. Uh, get two chances to get a conditional command point back. So... Um, that was pretty crazy because he's always just CP farming, and uh, it was just a nightmare to to take him down. And you know, you take down the 40 chain rasps and you cheer for a second, and you just bring him back. And with that high movement, um, they'd be back in your face in no time. So, um, certainly one to watch, Keith. Yeah. Final, uh, final uh, Legion of Grief, uh, and I wanted to call this one out because it's a little bit different as well. Uh, I think I think Legion of Grief will do well at uh, a CanCon. Uh, it has some of the, it has the right tools. Um, so why do I like this list, and why we want going to call this one out? So it has Lady Alinda, it has Nefarida, it has a Necromancer, it has a Tomb Banshee, and it has Kurdos, which I think is fascinating. We've also got ten Chain Chainravens, five Dire Wolves, five Dire Wolves, five Black Knights, uh, one Corpse Cart. 12 Miramon Banshees and a black coach and f- and three endless spells, the Emerald Life Swarm, the Geminids, and please spell, p- please pronounce that one to me, Mortal. Mortalius Termin Nexus. Yeah, we both butchered it. And an additional command. <laughs> point. We both butchered yeah. that. Uh, and an additional command point coming in at 2,000 points on the dot. Uh, very hero heavy, not as much bodies as some of the other night slash Legion of Grief lists. Um, Clint, as a deathman, man, what do you see when you look at this?
1: It's a very interesting collection of things and I don't sorry I don't know Richard well enough. I Richard is from Geelong. I think he's part of Throw the Dice. Uh so um I, I've not actually met him um and I'm not sort of aware of what sort of player he is, uh, but he's just got um a very interesting mix of stuff there. Um I, I don't think I've seen Neferata in a grief list yet. But um, yeah, I think I think which I think he's still painting up. Um, Yeah, and quite a few endless spells, which is interesting for the grief lists. So um, I really, I really don't know how this list will do. Um, But it it should look quite cool though, because he's got lots of big cool models and that sort of stuff. Yeah,
0: lots of cool heroes. Liam, anything you'd add to that? Um, I think
2: with Legion of Grief, you need bodies. And he doesn't have bodies, like, yeah, because you're not using the grey sites as well enough. You'll be spending a lot of your points re bringing back stuff. So, yeah, that's just my opinion.
0: Look, a lot of summonable, um, summonable units there, but probably not as many. You're not know, flooding the board as some of the other lists we've seen. But that's how some of these legions work and death work.
2: You need the big blobs. So when they do die, you bring them all back instead of wasting CP every turn to bring back about a ten unit. So yeah, for sure.
0: For sure. I'm, I don't disagree with you on that one. So, uh, very cool. The last two lists we're going to look at in death will be, uh, our, the, the heroes of the month. That is the Aussie bone reapers. The first one is not this Josh, but it is another Josh, Josh Carroll. Josh Carroll is taking one of the 18 Aussie bone reaper Petrifix elites. Uh, and Liam, you know what? You can read this one out because I think this one is a man to your heart.
2: Yeah. So this guy is awesome. Josh can Come find me, I'll find you, and I'm going to high-five you because this is an awesome list. And a free he's bottle of water. Re- and a free bottle of water, it's great. Free bottle of water for you as well. Um, he's taking uh, the Petrifix Elite. He's got a leech, Cavalos He's a general who has got nine wounds because of his trait, and he's ignoring the first um, damage of every um, phase. And he has Nagash, um, and he has five Death Riders, five Death Riders, and 15 Death Riders not running the Kavalos um, battalion which I don't think he can fit at all, but oh well. And he's got a Bone-type Shrieker and an Emerald Life Swarm. Um, so these things are coming back for sure. Like, he's healing so much from this. The Death, the death Riders. Um, yeah, Death Riders. There are so many wounds. they are three wound each model. So that 15-man unit is going to be tough to, like, kill. And with the Life Swarm following them around and the Gash healing them, they're going to go through. Um, yeah, it's an awesome list. It's super fast. Um, if anyone doesn't know how bone reapers work they do have a command ability that they can all use and it spends 1 point of their like discipline points and they can get plus 3 move so those death riders can pretty much all move 15 so yeah um, I like this list because there's no more tech, um, he has less more tech than me because I think I am the one with running the less more tech um, but this guy is running an awesome list and I think in my opinion this would have been a better list in something like Steliac Lords but that's just me so yeah that's cool. I love it. I have so much respect. So much respect.
0: Uh, and break, breaking news from the Azir Weekly is that the studies have shown Petrofix Elite actually most common of Nagash's legions. Uh, Catacross has been pr- approached for comment. So uh, go check out the Azir Weekly. It's a wonderful publication on Facebook. Uh, the head journalist Jonathan is an amazing dude. Uh, one of my one of my personal favorite uh, community articles out there on the entire interwebs. Clinton, you were gonna say about Josh's list.
1: Uh, it would be much cooler if it was in uh Steliac, but uh, you know, it's in Petrifex. It does sorry, it does it does lose points from me because it, it it's a arc list, not in
0: Stalliarch, oh, yeah, but, but anyway. But like, yeah, in Petrifix, yeah. Correct me if I'm uh, wrong, Nagash has a two plus armor save under Petrifex. Yeah. So he's an eight, eight spoke because we get access to the realm, he's an eight. Spellcaster, two plus armor save, rerolling to save. Yeah, shrugging, and he's going to be a nightmare to take off the table. Uh, do you ignore him? Do you uh, go for him and try to take him down? Uh, that's going to be up to our opponents. If you can shoot
2: Nagash and do something about it, go for it because then you can deal with the rest. Um, that lead, though, is going to be the bigger problem because that thing is going to be raking up hit It's raking up two discipline points a turn for them, which. He the thing is that this—he's not generating heaps of points because
0: he doesn't have enough heroes. So it was going to be interesting to see how he plays with it. But I is think Gash, I love this list. Is Nagash a trap? Like if I'm if I'm attacking the Gash, is that is that what my opponent? And I'm not talking about Josh. I'm talking about you know the general opponent. They want me to attack Nagash because that's allowing their Liege Cavalos to generate those Discipline points and and enable those Death Riders.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nagash as distraction can't affect. It's probably the first time I've ever heard that, but um, it's probably right. Nagash can't capture objectives as a bot, as many bodies, but um, yeah.
0: But you know, he's, he's, he's almost one half of your army. Do you ignore him? Do you accept it? Do you try to take him down? I think it depends on uh, the scenario and what you're thinking what, about.
1: What tools do you have available?
0: That's it. Obviously, my army, I'm looking at spellcasting, but I'm, up, I'm going up against a very strong spellcaster, uh, which leads me to Michael Thompson, who has, a, who has a similar list, but instead of going with the uh, the Death Riders, he is going down the Mortec Guard. So he's bringing to the table 60 Mortec Guard to complement the Liege and Nagash, as well as having the Purple Sun, the Nightmare Predator, and the Shrieker Endless Spell. Um, so, so, when- so
1: by similar list, you mean not at all the same?
0: Well, we've got we've got Nagash. We've got the Leech Cavalos We've got. Uh, there's a, there's yep. a lot. Of, there's the, the the start of it is it's, is similar.
1: It it's got two characters in it that are the same. Yeah, but we're it's a half, very different half,
0: list. half the army.
1: <laughs> yeah, base, okay. Based on points distribution, it's very similar, but the whole point of the list is completely different. Um, it's just got so many bottles. and I hope to God that Michael has painted his damn base rooms. Because if he hasn't, I'm coming for him. Um, but <laughs> no, Michael always takes. Michael has played Death forever. Um, he came third last year with the Nagash and Grimgast, uh list uh, that he'd been running for quite some time. Um, and so it didn't surprise me at all that he'd picked up uh, Bone Reapers to add into his Death. Uh, I think he's got ton- he's got tons of mortec guards, so he's just going to bog his opponents in in bodies um, that aren't going to die very well. And he's got some awesome little spells in there that he can be throwing around. Yeah, and he's he's a top bloke as well, an
0: absolute top bloke. Except when he uh, attacks my free guild guard with uh, with hand, not hand of dust, um, perseveres. He's not a cool person then.
1: Uh, that makes him cooler. It just makes him a member of an elite club to curse if you your free girl guard. Uh, he and I. So, um...
0: You're both, you're both really cool. Uh, speaking of people who are cool, we have Sam O'Neill, who, uh, my gosh, do I wet the bed when I look at this list. It's the Ossiarch Bone Reapers under Petrifex, surprise of the century. But what do we got? We've got the Liege Cavalos, we have the Soul Mason, we have Arcan the Black, we have 20 More Tech, 20 More Tech, 20 More Tech. What keeps me wetting the bed every night is those two Mortec crawlers, those big fat catapults. And then you've got the Mortex Shield Corp uh, as a battalion. So that wraps up with two thousand points. Liam, I know you're a big fan of the catapults. When you see this, you see, what "What are you thinking? Am I am I am, is, I am I is, the Reaper or
2: am I?" Uh, this okay. is the strongest list out of all the Aussie Bone Reaper list. This is the strongest list. This is by far the most stupidest strongest list. Um, because the one thing that he has actually messed up on is that the Godbone armor needs to go to the leech. And the soul mason needs to get given the plus one to wound artifact, uh, nine inch bubble because, winning on fours like it's all cool and great that um, you are generating new attacks on five and sixes, but you're gonna lose half of them on the wound rolls because all more tech wound on fours, um. So plus one to wound makes him so much better, but um, that's the only thing I would change in this list. Uh, but this list is damn freaking strong, um, because he's saving points uh thanks to the shield corpse yeah um. Um, so pretty much he's generating two, three, four, five points, and then he gets one, he's pretty much using one for free, um, Arcane Command for an extra D3. He's going to be using in heaps, because all those Mortec going to reroll saves, and all those Catapults are getting plus one attack. Um, and also he's going to use some of his points to increase the Rem by one with the Mortec shield, um, Mortec guard.
0: And if you so... have an experienced the Catapult, they do damage, they do significant damage. Uh, Liam, I know you're averaging what 20, 20 kind of kind of wounds a uh, uh, crawler I mean remember- in, in petrifix I'm averaging um 20 damage
2: and in the mortis Pretorians, I'm averaging 35 damage. So yeah. Um it's not they are they're strong. Um they're better in mortis Praetorians, but petrifix plus one save it's so good. But yeah. Um, so yeah um for super Keener, the artifact is only plus one to hit so they're hitting on twos um, but it's all green and all hitting on twos generating new attacks on five and sixes but you're gonna lose half of them on the wound roll and that's just wasting potential damage so yeah i think it should have been the plus one wound artifact but yeah um hopefully sam does well um, this is by far the strongest bone reaper list so, yeah.
0: definitely. It's definitely one to watch out for. And I think there's some Twitter bets going on at the moment if Sam Sam wins CanCon. So uh, I think people I think are meant to put out of his way if, uh, if you face Sam. But uh, even if you were to lose, I think it's a very, very, very tough list uh, nonetheless.
1: What, what I will say about this is um, what it's been really good to see is that this list has gotten Sam to paint stuff. Um, yeah. So Sam sort of lapsed out of the hobby for a little bit there. He'd come to two Cancons, and then he he helped last year because uh, I think I don't think he was quite feeling the hobby. Um, and but this has come out, and he's been flat like flat strap on this army, just working on it, and making it as good as he can. And I think that's quite cool. So it's good that he's found that um, in the list. And yes, if Sam O'Neill wins Cancon, I have to eat a plastic model. That's that yeah. was the bet that I that I copped to. Um, so. But if I find yes. out people are throwing games, then obviously that bets off.
0: Let's talk chaos. Let's go to the very first one of ten chaos, and the first one we're going to look at is Slanish. Uh, so Kieran is a, uh, a Slanish fiend. He's been playing this list for some time now, or been playing a version of his Slanish. Um, he is running um, a keeper of secrets, Sileski, the Contorted Epitome, the Chaos Lord. The exalted hero on, uh, of chaos. We've got three units of five Hellstriders with the Hell Scourges. We've got three Soul Grinders and then the Demon Steed uh, contingent at 2,000 points. Holy shite. I love a good, I love a good uh, Slanish list. Uh, super curious to see what a Soul Grinder does within Slanish. I've, I've played against Soul Grinders in the past and it's a really nice buff here to the, to the Soul Grinders, but not under Slanish.
2: Uh yeah, these soul grinders are getting plus one to hit and stuff in this army. The battalion gives them straight plus one to hit.
0: Plus one attack and plus one to saves?
2: No, plus one to hit. That's it. They're I just don't, I, don't rem- I had
1: to find it to check it, but I don't remember what the battalion actually did. I went I have never heard of this and it's in none of the books, but it's yeah from the Seleskin host.
0: He it's also generates a whole bunch of additional command points depending on his, uh, depending on the uh, the evenness. I think it's um, it's a whole bunch of stuff like the mortal evenness of like
2: mortals versus demons. What yeah. you're going to be seeing here is that Chaos Lord's command ability lets the Soul Grinders pile in twice. So those guys, those, this list is all based on the Soul Grinders. The thing is that he's not generating any summoning points really, unless you're hitting the heroes where they're getting double the amount of points if they're near Celeste. It's a really strong list. It's very different, and it's really cool. Um, I rate it. I think it's cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's very different. Yeah, he Thank can you. also run, run, you, run,
0: run, run and run shoot as well. What's that? Plus one hit for attacks and is plus one save. Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
1: Wow, you got to be right sometimes, Anthony. Yeah, broken watch
0: um, is, is correct twice a day.
1: Runner. What's the next one? Phil, we like next we one. like
0: Hirons, but we know he's not going to generate as much depravity as he, as he was going uh, with a whole bunch of keeper of secrets, but it's great to see a uh, a variety of sledish uh models someone that are, i'm really excited to talk about is ken um ken who's coming down from northern new south wales an absolute legend and he is running the beasts of chaos under the dark walkers he's running a doom bull a beast lord uh unit of six bull unit of six bull unit of six bull unit of three bull gauze five centigors five 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 centigors so four units of five Centigors. and something I'm really excited about is two gorgons under the brass despoilers <laughs> That comes in at two thousand points with one command i love a good beast of chaos list not enough on the table although i am disappointed there's no cockatrice in this list
1: there's no room for the cockatrice in the um in the battalion because this all fits in that brass spoils battalion i believe one two three four yep so that should all fit in the battalion so he's a one drop this is also the first list we got in for cancon ken was the first uh to send his list in um and because i'm looking at um beasts at the moment for my post kencon project i was super excited uh this i've I've shouted out this list on something else that i've recorded with um priority Roll earlier in the week um so i got asked to pick one list and this was it because it made me the most excited so um i love it dark Walkers, all those bulgars it's going to be good i think i think possibly the only issue is uh that he doesn't have and because he's used up all these points um he doesn't have enough doom balls to keep all of the bulgur units going i think because the the way that their auras work to to help those bulgur units he's going to either have to be super cagey with all the units or just let some of them do their own thing so yeah but it's still a cool list. He's got centagors in there to just run round because uh, they're his fast units, um, and uh, and gorgons aren't bad now for that sort of uh, for that sort of price.
0: I don't care what you say. You start with cockatrices, then you build around it. But Liam, what are your thoughts when you look at this? And by the way, Ken's uh, in the chat, shout out to Ken. Thanks for dropping by. Sweet list. Um, I picked this list
2: because bull Um You don't see them much. I think it's just cool. And, um, again, this has got such a high wound count. 165 wounds. There's so many wounds to go through. Um, So, yeah, I rate it. I think it's cool. Can't wait to see it on the table.
0: And I think because you're not seeing many beasts of Chaos Armies, I I think some people are not going to know how to handle this. not going to have seen this before. And um, some of these things are going to surprise people. So a whole heap heap of additional wounds. You know, they're going to hit like a truck. Um, Go, Ken.
1: Yep. And then, and then the centigors are just going to go in. They're going to, they're going to imbibe, and they're going to hit the stuff better. But stuff's also going to hit them better. And that's just a cool rule. It's like,
0: yeah. What's not, what's not to like, like about that? Uh, we'll talk exactly. about two, 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 two skaven tide lists. Uh, the first one is Alex, mm-hmm. Alex from Lords of Ruin, I believe. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's he is my clubmate. I should probably not question that. <laughs>
1: um you should probably know who he
0: is then (laughs) come on man we're talking lists uh so what have we got here we've got uh the gray seer on screaming bell we have a vermin lord warp seer we have an engine a a warlock engineer we have 40 clan rats 20 clan rats 20 clan rats 40 plague monks six storm friends we also have the warp lightning vortex aka the rat trap um so very much um very I mean, Liam, you you get to play with Dan Brewer a lot, who's very well world, world renowned for escaping.
2: This list is it kind of is similar to Dan Brewer's good like winning list at um saggy T when the book first came out. However, though instead of six storm fiends, it was Giselle's. But um, yeah, this guy has tools. 40 clan rats great body blocking unit 40 plague monks hammer unit storm fiends gonna shoot some stuff off um yeah i rate this it's pretty much what you see with scaven tide some of the best stuff in it um and i think there is and it's good to see but people are still taking plague monks even with the war scroll change so yeah
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um i and also what blinding vortex is still so strong
0: and, and, and yeah. Ash has called out in the chat um, that it is a lot of wounds. We've called out a few lists so far with a lot of wounds. This is 186 wounds. So that is a lot to chew through. And some very tough wounds under the Storm Fiends as well.
2: Yeah. It's really good.
0: But yeah.
1: It's it's a fairly common Skaven list. It's got a little little bits of everything. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe Yeah, as you said, Storm Fiends instead of Gisales. It's got a unit of Plague Monks, which is fairly common. Um yeah, it's got a little bit of everything, and it's a ton of wounds to try and shift if if you position stuff right, so
2: yeah
0: yeah, yeah he, he look, he's going to be a little, little bit tough he's going to flood the board, he's got a whole bunch of movement shenanigans uh he's going to have some nice spells uh, a very good combination um someone to watch out for. Another person has probably gone down a very different route versus Scaven which is Steve Gibb. We got to meet him in Newca- uh, Newcastle. <laughs>
1: That's all your plague monks. Um.
0: <laughs> That's that. Yeah, we talked about what six hundred odd plague monks. Um, we have the Vermin Lord Corruptor. We have three plague police, priests on a plague of furnace. Uh, we have the Grey Seer, which is the general. We have 40 Plague Monks, 40, 40 Plague Monks, so three units of 40 Plague Monks, and then 10 additional Plague Monks uh, and uh, another Geminids. So uh, where are the Plague Monks coming from? Steve's bringing them.
1: Yeah. He's bringing, mo- uh, like, what, like a quarter of them or something like that? It's, it's a ridiculous amount. Um, yeah. I and mean, it's all pestilence, so it's all going to work quite well together. Um, it'll be very interesting to see
0: another high wounds at one hundred and eighty-six uh, models. So one hundred eighty-six wounds, um, mm-hmm. which can be very tough to handle. You got those plague plague furnaces going to be running in parallel or support with those plague monks. Um, three three furnaces, three big blocks of plague monks. Do the maths.
1: Yeah. And Steve Steve was quite lucky. Steve was I think like one of the, the very last waitlist tickets as well.
2: So
0: Sorry. <laughs> Liam, nothing you'd like to add to that?
2: It's plague marks, man. It's just so many bodies. So yeah. many. He's he's gonna,
0: def- gonna have to watch
2: his times, but with the new war scroll it should be a bit easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Death Frenzy is such a strong spell. Once that goes off, yeah, it's dangerous territory.
0: Yeah. Uh, we've got Robert. Robert coming in with uh, one of two Slaves to Darkness lists. The first one is based around the uh, Slaves to Darkness Demon Prince. We have a Chaos Sorcerer Lord, a, a regular Chaos Lord. We have 15 Chaos Warriors, 15 Chaos Warriors, 15 Chaos Warriors, Chaos War Shrine, Soul Grinders, Soul Grinders. So we've got another two Soul Grinders. They're coming up, a bit of a popular meta choice. What's going on here? And we have the Rapture Endless Spell. Um, that's coming in a total of 1980 with zero additional command points. So, um, this what I like about this
2: list is not going by all one keyword. So, um, as you can see, the Slaves of Darkness, Demon Prince, and the Soul Grinders all have the Mark of Corn, and the Chaos Sorcerer Lord and the Chaos Lord all have the Mark of Nurgle. So, Chaos Warrior and the War Train as well. So they're all buffing off different things. So there's two different synergies going off, but they're all going to play differently, which I think is really cool. Um, and this is why I think Slaves of Darkness book is up there. It's one of the most interesting things because you can do stuff like this. You can pretty much play two armies in one with two different synergies going on, going off on their own tangent. So, yeah. Um, I'll be interested to see if it's Chaos, the new Chaos Warriors or the old Chaos Warriors that he's painted up. That's so many, but I hardly doubt that. But, um, uh- yeah. Yeah. Rob's an old school
1: slash Darkness player. He played slaves of Darkness last year. Um okay, so, so he's he's a he's a true believer, I believe I believe, uh in, in the slaves. So it will yeah. probably be old models, maybe a bit of a mix.
0: Yeah. I the, I just think this is cool. The endless spell's an interesting one. It's gonna do D three mortal wounds for each unit that it passes across, and it's also gonna halve the move characteristic till the end of the round. So uh, could be an interesting endless spell choice and something that, again, people are going to be used to uh, being a new book. Yep. yep. People don't like people messing with their movement. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of additional stacks and 100% correct. You've got a whole bunch of different marks, and uh, you may have fought a Chaos Lord in the past, but a Mark of Nurgle Chaos Lord will act very differently than one with a different mark. So, uh, very interesting list. Yep. Uh, the second one is someone who is very OG when it comes to uh, Slaves to Darkness, but of late he's been running a lot of Everchosen. That is Craig Anderson. Uh, he is running, <laughs> he is running the Lord of the Everchosen himself with the Chaos Lord, uh, the new, the new model. I think uh, I haven't seen this on the table just yet. I'd love to hear your thoughts around this. We got 15 Chaos Warriors, five, Va- so three Varengard and three Varengard, both with the Mark of Slanesh, and his Chaos Warriors have the Mark of Zench. Uh, And we've also taken the Emerald Life Swarm, which is going to be healing or bringing back D6 um, wounds or models. So how do we think we're going to have, um, how do you think this one's going to handle?
1: I think this is just fun. I think so. Yeah. Um, Craig's, I think Craig took Everchosen to gt Did he not?
0: He runs Ever Chosen. Um, he, he he. normally runs Ever Chosen. I've played him a few times where he's had, you know, four units of the Varangard, or or, you know, he's he's been around that particular build as opposed to more of the Slaves of Darkness side. Yeah, yep.
1: And that's cool that he's sort of sticking to that. But he's he's got some bodies in there. He's got the unit of Chaos Warriors, you know. Um, that's his body's contingent. Um, and then Arkham's okay, just going to kill everything else anyway, so he doesn't need to worry, so. so yeah yeah i think it's a fun list i think craig's coming to have fun make terrible jokes um and he also i think yeah he's um he signed off his email with a ridiculous title but that i was not going to put on this some lord lord of all time and sometimes space or something like that so you know pretty standard craig
0: He's a, re- he's a big wrestling fan. I think he might have tapped into Matt Hardy's, uh, you know, being the yeah, being right, the fair enough. That would be I'm, where it's from.
1: Okay. I'm not a wrestling fan. I just thought he was, you know, had a very high opinion of Arkham. So,
0: Liam, anything you'd want to add to that before we move into uh, potentially the new boogeyman that people uh, aren't ready for just yet, maybe? Nah. 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 Uh, Zench. So we'll talk Zench. We're going to talk about James Page. And uh, Clint Clint and Liam are already kind of uh, cringing a little bit. Uh, And that is uh, the Zench, what are they they coming with? They were coming with the bin chicken himself, the lord of change with a run of sorcery, a whole bunch of cool stuff, the fate master, the gaunt summoner on his disc of Zench. We have a blue scribe, the the fate caster, we have a changeling, we have ten pink horrors, we have three flamers, three flamers, ten brims, ten brimstones, Mm -hmm. and the change host. Uh, So not probably a traditional change host which is flooding the board with with demons. but we've also got the life swarm, the pendulum and the dark fire demon rift coming in at 2000 points. And if you like spell casting, you are not going to have a good day with this.
1: So James page is the current New Zealand master. So if he hasn't taken a standard change host, whatever that happens to be, it's because he's got a reason. Um, yeah uh i've been talking to james over the last few days as he's been painting up extra little bits for this army um it's going to be very interesting and he will have a plan um and he will make sure that it gets executed as closely as he can because that's the kind of player he is um he's probably one to watch um it's yeah it's
2: an interesting list like yeah I've played against James. I was on track to take out the notorious GT, but James stopped me. And that guy's a machine. Like, I kid you not, there was times where I just didn't even like roll dice because he just literally was like doing the math and everything. I was like, I I can't win. Like I cannot beat you. He is a machine. So um then when I saw this list and I saw the name, I was like, Cool, this
0: is a math, like there's something going on in his head. Yeah, and as Clint mean, said, of-
2: like he's got a plan and he's gonna do it. I
0: mean, Life is going to bring back models. He's obviously got a whole bunch. If you haven't, if you haven't uh, been played against the Zench army, uh, they're going to be rewarded by their summoning points, by uh, spells cast by you or the opponent. So lots of spell casting here, um, and he's going to be bringing on additional models. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Gaunt Summoner, once per game, can bring on ten models. Um, ten pink,
2: yeah, ten pink. Ten, he's, ten he's pink. Bring ten pink.
0: Horrors so straight away all of a sudden you just got so much more summoning so if you're worried about bodies you're sitting there going "Eh, he hasn't got many bodies uh he'll bring someone pretty quickly yeah yeah
1: yeah he's got a plan um yeah he's one to watch
0: and the change thing is a nice little redeploy as well so you can redeploy it at the start of round one or before the game commences uh a little bit changed since the the last book but nonetheless um some shenanigans there yep awesome (laughs) What are you laughing at?
1: Uh just just Reese's comment there. He'll just 16 sixes him off the table. Hashtag average. It's in reference Hashtag. to Reese rolling a ridiculous amount of sixes at Masters. I just it just sorry, it just tickled me. I'm I'm tired. I find things funny. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> maybe she maybe she get up at 7 p.m. like Liam does. the uh, someone who doesn't get up at 7 p.m. would be Maddie Watkins coming over from New Zealand running Zench as well. Uh, The reason we pulled this one out is because right now people are realizing how awesome flamers are under the new book. Uh, You haven't seen things like flamers in the past. They're not really that popular, but my gosh, there is a baptism of fire coming under the flamer banner here. You get the Lord of Change. We've got a gold summoner on disc. We have a fate master, 10 pinks, three flamers, three flamers, three flamers, three flamers, an exalted flamer, 10 brims, 10 brims, change host. We've also got the demon rift. Quicksilver swords and umbrel spell portal, endless spells coming in at a neat 1990, but only 83 wounds. Um.
2: Again, summon Summoner's there to summon stuff. Um, I think this is generally just to do. He's a good player, Matty. Um With Change Host doing all the. I think it still does the movement shenanigans, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Clint?
1: Yeah. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, I has, book. This is very late.
0: So. Change. Host still has the movement shenanigans that you can uh, yeah. redeploy two units. Um, yeah. So
2: the Flamers are just going to do shenanigans, moving around and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'll just start checking.
1: So, yeah. so Matty, is a strong uh, player. Um, he's been playing. He played Zinch before the new book. Uh, he brought Zinch to Sydney GT. Uh, it was a change
2: host too, I believe. It was Zango I Heavy. It's, so, it's
1: yeah. it, I, I, I don't remember exactly what he brought, but um, I was playing at the opposite end of the tournament to him. Um, but he was doing quite well with Cinch uh, under their old book. So, uh, you know, he's, exper- he's an experienced Cinch player. He's not one of those people who's just jumped on them because they're the new thing. Um, he's quite a strong player as well. Um, he's a well-known name over in the UK where he's actually from, but he now lives in New Zealand. Um, stand-up bloke. I, yeah, I'm going to say say another person to watch, um, not only because he's a decent player, but because he's got a pretty decent list as well.
0: So. Yeah, he hasn't just picked up the book because it's the latest cheese. He's, he's someone who's got experience with it. Um, a couple of other quick call-outs is the Exalted Flamer is going to be a nice little buff piece to the Flamers of Zench. Um, the change cult is going to make the, uh, the rend characteristic increase for those flamers. Um, very much this is built around doing significant damage with the flamers and with change hosts is going to be able to move those around the table quite a lot while the Lord of change, the pink horrors and some of those other casters are going to be able to, uh, be doing damage and, 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 uh, generating those, those summoning points while the flamers, uh, and and probably the brimstones kind of clog you up as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of shooting.
0: It is a lot of shooting. Um, yeah. One of those ones that probably could handle the gash under Petrofix. Uh, I will pull up. Um, Pull up our our one and only uh, focused corn. Not the only list, but the one that we'll talk about. Hugh Hugh's someone who did very well uh, on the tournament circuit. He did very well at Sydney GT, um, and he's he's been running corn for a while. So I thought let's pull out corn and let's talk about what is a traditional Gore Pilgrims. Uh, we've got our blood secrator, our blood stoker, our uh, bloodthirster of incessant rage, and our un- unfettered fury. We have the slaughter priest, the slaughter priest, ten blood reavers, ten blood reavers, five blood warriors. Six mighty skull crushers, something you don't traditionally see in a gold pilgrims, but I'm excited to see them on the table. And then finally, six blood crushers coming in, along with the hex gorgeous skulls and the wraith axe for 1980.
1: So, is, is so? Does the skull crushers and the um, the blood crushers and the mighty skull crushers change this from being a generic Gore pilgrims list, Liam, or is it still is it still generic Gore pilgrims?
2: Anything with gold Pilgrims is generic. Gold Pilgrims. That. just everything. Shut the hell up! Shut the <laughs> hell up!
1: <laughs> no, but I, I love, clear. I love to see that big heavy cavalry in there. That's cool because you know you you're exactly right. Um, you don't see it uh, anywhere near as much. So
2: yeah, they, they got uh, a pretty good buff in the um, new book,
0: though, didn't they? The the skull crushers. One of them. They all sound the same. Everything in coin sounds the the same. The Skullcrush has got uh, an armor save, so they used to be four up, and they're now three up. But they used to be able to shrug off spells on a five or something. I think they've lost that from memory. So they kind of come out neutral. um, But I think overall, and I think their points went up a little bit. But um,
1: yeah, yeah. he's got some, they're better now, but yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he uses them. And As MB's
0: pointed out, is if the the, the, scr- the, the crushes hit surprisingly hard uh, and have a nice save uh, for cheap. So, if you think about tying up people while you get a six inch pile in from your bloodthirster or while your prayers are coming off behind the scenes, mm-hmm. um, making you reroll spells and potentially minusing spells from the Hex Gorgeous skulls, um, I like this twist. Um, yeah, and just
2: quickly before anyone else says, what about the other list? Everyone had tyrants of blood. They all looked so similar when I was going through the list. That that must mean something. Yeah, That's I just I just literally quite good. I literally were just scrolling like, yeah, bloodthirster, bloodthirster. Um, but yeah, it's cool that but someone's gone different. There's there's one or two bloodthirsters here, which is surprising. Not and as problem. Jack
0: White's call that as well, the skull crushers. If they apply uh, bronze flesh on them, will be on a two plus save. So, um, really tough. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Jack. Jack White is on top of his rules. Whoever you are, you're being very helpful in the chat there. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Shout out to Jack White. We, <laughs> la- yeah, we love Jack. Exactly.
2: Do, do you want a job as Tio?
0: Well. Well, if Liam keeps talking about his uh, dislike of Manfred, you may have an opportunity to be a co-host of a certain YouTube channel.
1: No, i i'm I'm super super uh, jealous of people who can store all of that real stuff in their head. I yeah, I, I can I just can't tie the, all that stuff together, but he's like jumping on. <laughs> yeah just pointing out this is the how these two work. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs)
0: Uh, We'll move to order now. We'll go to our last 10. Uh, And James Page is in the chat. He said, No, we're not talking about me. We're not on my radar. We're on the radar. But James Page has said, uh, you know, he's very appreciates the kind words. No, we've just put a mark on your head. You've got the mark of the TR.
2: You're a Uh, massive target.
0: (laughs) Massive target on your head, James. Good luck. Um, So we're not going to talk about my list. Um, We first talk about. the the fish man himself, the, the shark nah, meta, it is Ben Spinetti. We can skip, skip Ben Spinetti. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Your club Ben's mate. Ben, mate. Nah, all right. He's got it. he's got Volturnus, he's got the Soul Scribe, we've got the Tidecaster, we've got ten Thralls, Ten Thralls, six um uh, guards, six, uh, three guard, uh we've got four Alapexes of so our sharkies, and then we've got another unit of force. So we've got eight sharks hitting the table, um, all under Fufan. Uh, for 1990, uh, you might look at this and go, "What on earth? Why is some crazy person running uh, eight sharks?" This man knows how to bite. Just, just quickly, they are so cheap for what they do now. Holy crap! They do not need a point drop.
2: <laughs> like, holy crap! <laughs>
1: uh, there's a lot more. There's a lot more sharks this year than there was last year. Um, not just because Ben doubled the amount, um, but. Yeah, they, they've, they're finally at that point where people are putting them in the lists, which is exactly what GW needed to do. So
2: um, so for anyone who plays Deepkin or whatever, so most times Deepkin gets a really good buff on the charge. Like the Morsal Guard get Rend 2 or something. Ishland get, like, plus one save or whatever. But Alapexes always have Rend. Always. And they always do some serious damage even if they don't charge. Um... And Ben's always known that, and he's done really well with them. And yeah, they are so cheap for what they freaking do. I've played against this list, and like, it's just painful. So painful.
0: But I yeah. like that if they if they shoot, uh, is it they shoot a character and they do a wound on a character, they get to uh, is it they reroll charges or they get pluses no. to their charge? So if they're wounded, if
2: a model if a model's wounded or something, they get a reroll charge if they're within twelve yeah. of it.
0: Yeah. My my prayer for Ben Spinetti at CanCon is he gets off the Kraken Tooth. So the Kraken Tooth is an artifact where uh, once per battle in the shooting phase, you pick a unit within 12, you roll a d6. If you roll a 1 to a 5, it does d3 mortal wounds. Uh, If you you roll a 1, you hurt yourself 2 to 5, you hurt the opponent. But what he wants is he wants to roll a 6 because it does uh, 2 d6 uh, mortal wounds. So um, it's pretty crazy. What? So, the, so I read the rule. So, once per battle, uh, I, I, I've already about it. The model. Uh, if, uh, so, pick one model in the enemy. The, the model uh, you pick is slain if it has a wound characteristic of ten, uh, and suffers two d six mortal wounds if the wound characteristic of ten plus. So, they basically, can just auto delete a hero if it's under ten wounds, or do two d six mortal wounds if it's ten or more uh, ten or more wounds. So, uh, pretty brutal. But the um, the likelihood brutal. of getting it off is, yeah. is, is, is it's.
1: It's it's a it's a big bet, but if it comes off, it comes off really well, and it will surprise people.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next list. Cool. All right, Ben. Ben is someone as well as Ben. Ben's been playing. Um, uh, he's he's deep kin now for a few years now, so uh, very very uh, accustomed to this this army. Uh, obviously, we've got a whole bunch of you know teleport shenanigans and other things that you can do. Uh, that's just one of the many tools. But um, calling up the alapexes is, as is something—it's a little bit unique. Um, the next list uh, we'll talk about is uh, our one silvernet list, which um, silvernet didn't you know, didn't get a lot of love this year. Not as many silvernet lists as I would have expected. Um, Andrew Bigwood thinks he needs more turtles. Uh, 100% correct. Uh, he does need more turtles. Uh, and you'll be happy to see Rob uh, Rob Kern, who... Uh, no, that's, he must be under Robert. Just, Just who is running... <laughs> Just sh- you be quiet. He's running four sharks. Oh, so four turtles. Four turtles. Pretty remarkable. So shout out to Rob. He is my club mate. And I remembered that. But let's get back to Ryan. So Ryan uh, Hoops, Hoops is running the Dreadwood. Uh, he's got the Arch Revenant. He's got a Branch Wraith. He's got the Branch Wraith. He's got 30 Dryads, 5 Spite Revs, 5 Spite Revs, 5 Spite Revs, 9 Kurnoth Hunters, 6 Kurnoth Hunters with an Outpass Battalion, which is kind of in capturing... The Spite revs. he has the Bellwind Vortex, the Spite Swarm Hive, the Palisades, and an extra command point coming in at 1980 with two command points up his sleeves, uh, double Throne of Vines on his Spellcasters, and the Jewel of the Withering as an artifact. Liam, you are our go-to Sylvaneth guru. Um, and we know Ryan is a great player. Got an invitation to the Masters last year. Uh, what, what do you see when you look at this Sylvaneth list? This list is so messed. So freaking messed. Especially. Is, it, is this, that a good or a
2: bad thing? It's so good. So with this current player pack that Clint has with Mirapal, um, he gets now more teleports than anyone else. So he can easily teleport like the dryads or whatever. But so what dreadwood can do, they can have a command ability. They all have a command all the heroes get this command ability where you select a unit, of 12, and you get to re-teleport that unit nine inches away from enemies. Add that with a spice swarm hive to give them plus three to the move. So now most of these things are going on a six inch charge. He has um, nine sides, six sides. So this is a really good counter to um, Petrifex, so as everyone says, like the big boogeyman, because these guys will ruin their day. Um, he, it's just so strong. He can just teleport. He's got the movement. If anything, this has probably got the best movement. This is probably the best movement list in all of them, because he's got Mirapool. Trees teleporting, and he's got the Dreadwood Command ability, so he has three ways to teleport. Um, the Arch Revenants giving the Crowner Hunter's reroll once to hit, and yeah, it's um, Front of Vines for plus two casting. There's gonna if those guys are staying still, um, you are not going to be unbinding anything from them uh, because it stacks. So it goes two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Trees. Um, but yeah, so they're playing well in the magic game as well. So yeah. I rate it; it's really good. Um, I actually think he's in like probably will be going five one if
0: he has a good run. Uh, yeah, if he's going a good run, five one. Those two big blocks of Kurnos will be hard to shift, especially that block of nine. Although uh, you've got a question if you can get those nine into combat, um, or if he's got the redundancy in there, so he's just doing max got, damage it, at, at it, every opportunity. He's doing redundancy and lowering his drops.
2: Um, F can't win the dropping game, so, but these two units are bully units, um, where people are scared about them. Like, everyone's like, screw that, I don't want to deal with that. So, um, really good. This is a very similar to Laurie Huggett, who we see in the UK, um, except Huggett runs nine sides, six swords, but, um, I think Ryan's just gone, screw it, rent two all day, every day. So, yeah. It's a really good list.
0: I, so I can't, this, the, the Spite Swarm is going to give extra movement, um, obviously, a throne of vines is just gonna just gonna keep stacking that plus two, um, and the archer is blocking. Yeah, I'll say it's gonna be blocking. Thirty dryads are gonna be um,
2: chaffed just to block people off or make sure he just grabs an objective and tell people to get stuffed. Um, yeah, it's got tools everywhere. It's an awesome list. Um, if anything, this is the list that I've been looking at writing myself or building myself for my silver knife. So yeah,
0: good shout, Ryan. Anything else you want to add, Clint?
1: Not really, not really.
0: It's nice to see uh, Sylvaneth on the table. I would have expected more. Obviously, this is not the only one. There a is like seven-odd, I suppose, uh, seven from memory. There might be more, there might be less, but there was a good amount of silvereth but that's just one that we've picked out. The one that I'm excited to talk about, and uh, anyone who can see me search um, may know where I'm going with this, and that is uh, I might build some suspense. This is the most weirdest list that i have seen at an event uh by a very competitive and competent player so without further ado i'm gonna bring up a very exciting list and that is sam morgan smorgan from the dwellers below and my gosh what on earth is going on here because we have a uh we have a lord on a star drake we have marathi we have a we have a, a skink star priest uh we have a we have go trek, we have 10 free guild archers, 10 free guild guard, 10 longbeards and life swarm coming in at a total 2000 points. We have 1500 points on the dot in three models alone. This is broken brilliance or is this crazy person talk?
1: It is a complete about-face from his Masters list, which had, like, 30 drops in it or something like that. So he's obviously got tired of putting models down and gone, well, if I just take three that are 500 points, then that's most of the work done. Um, no, I don't know. I, I haven't heard heard Sam talk about this list yet. Um, it's It's going to look cool because it's, you know four you know four heroes and that's it kind of thing um three of them are, uh, are quite good um i love the cheeky star in there for the um that's chilling well that oh, he he's he's quite good check but um uh quite quite good tech um for the cheeky sort of command points and stuff so um, what's he got? He's got some archers in there. They're quite good at zoning stuff out.
0: Yeah, the free girl archers get a, a free move before the the battle commences. They can, um, which is which, which can be a nice zone denier or potentially claim an objective early on.
1: Um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got a couple of random little battle line units in there, um, and then and then a live swarm because how else do you keep those huge characters alive uh, than with a, a um. Empowered uh, Life Swarm. Um, yeah, that's a good point, Michael. Where is his destruction? He was going to bring destruction. So
0: he was. He said he's a destruction. He was having some. his uh, Goblin KO. Um, bit disappointed here, Sam. Where, where is that? But this is a pretty sweet list, Liam. Anything you'd yeah, want to add to this? This is this is such a. I would be very happy if this won come because the world <laughs> already thinks Australia is on crack when it comes to our list tech. If someone saw this win CanCon... Uh, I think they would just think we're playing a completely different game, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what they would say. This, is, but but uh, as Jack White said, "Good luck beating this list in three places of power." <laughs> I honestly,
2: yeah. I fuck. Um, yeah, Sam you've won. Like, I can't do... I'm literally trying to think of what I can do with it, and I'm just like, Maratha, you can't kill unless you. Killer in small form with like an auto slain rule, GoTrek just tanks everything, and then there's a Lord
0: Celestin on Star Drake. He's just gonna like, yeah, it's yeah, cool.
2: I think this is the type. This is the type yeah.
0: of a list that I would just go to the bar, grab some drinks, and just have a laugh because this is going to be an awesome game. <laughs> also, Sam is an absolute gent, so like even if you get played against him, you're gonna have a freaking cracker of a time. So yeah. And the other call out is he's a very good player as well. So do not do not look at this and and. Think it's going to be like like you can't. He's got secret tech in here that I can't see, other than just the hero hammer. There is more to this than there meets the eye, but it's going to be an awesome game. So messed. What well, what well, can't you? Uh, cool. Let's bring up uh, let's spell his name correct. Uh, we'll bring up uh, S- Stormcast Sean. So Sean Bates, the other half of the Notorious uh, podcast. Uh, go check them out, definitely. Uh, very cool dudes. Bringing the Stormcast uh, Anvils of the Heldenhammer. What do we got? The Lord Arcanum, the Lord Relictor, the Lord Relictor. uh Both got the same prayer, the Translocation. Uh, the Knight of Zeros. Five uh, Judicators, sequiturs, sequiturs, uh We've got the Vanguard Raptors with long strikes. Uh, three Aether Wings. Three Aether Wings. Three Aether Wings five uh, Vanguard hunters and then six Morsar guard eel allies coming in at 1990 so we've saw we saw this list on Twitter recently doing some uh, some serious damage uh, we know Sean has been playing a shooting version of stormcast for a while now and has done very well one Sydney GT um, with some some pretty cool shooting although it was two and a half thousand points um, you're shooting back.
2: Shooting's been around for a while. Um, this list is pretty much based on doing Mortal Wounds from long strikes with double shooting and then the Morsar Guard going in to really... Because thing is with Stormcast, they don't really have much flying except for Aether Wings and Prosecutors and stuff, so the Morsar Guard are really good to fly over um, allies. Like, if there's someone with a key character just chilling at the back, the Morsar Guard can fly over, snipe them, move on. Um, but, yeah, he's going to shoot people... Um, yeah, I think it's good use of allies, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: yeah, and the Aether wings gonna go out there and start denying charges when you start getting close to those shooters.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Good list.
0: Cliff, anything yeah. you'd add? Add or want to comment on? Um. I
1: think he might struggle on bodies. Um. If he gets. Uh. If he gets the wrong matchup and his opponent has lots of bodies, because yeah mortal winning long strikes is good against some things but you know 40 plague monks who are immune to battle shock don't care um uh, he's got the morsar guard in there that give him yeah give him some movement uh because otherwise it's a fairly static army yes he's got the relictors but they don't always work um and i imagine that will be moving his um vanguard raptors around uh to optimal locations uh, he might have fun playing against a Silverf player because he can't see anything. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a decent Stormcast list, but at the same time, I'm not sure Stormcast are that great at the moment. So,
0: yeah, I think I think for us, the you know the the draw is going to be so incredibly important for this one. So, uh, it could be a very fable for him, uh, or it could be a challenge depending on where the matchups lay, but. I would not write him off. Um, yeah, definitely well th- to watch out for.
1: Yeah, so he's got Sylvaneth, for, Sylvaneth first up because he's playing against uh, Chris Welfare. Um, and uh, I think he has sort of stated that one of his goals is to do as good or better than last year. So he was top
0: quarter, I think, last year.
1: So we'll see.
0: So he's aiming for a five and one, top half of four and two? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I remember the tw- I think the four and two is kind of where you need to be if you want to be in that top 25. Um, the next list we'll talk about is one that uh, is a bit a <laughs> bit lull a bit lol's. Uh, I, I really like it. I've been talking to Simon Hall a lot recently about our love of grey water, which is just better in Tempest Eye. But Scott has run uh, the, the Cities of Sigma with Greywater Fastness. He's got the Cogsmith, which is the General, the Rune Lord, the Huracanum with Battle Mage and Lord Ordinator, uh, supporting the four Hellstorm rocket batteries. He's also got ten, 20 Iron Drakes, 10 Longbeards, 10 Longbeards, 10 Free Guild Guard, and uh, some Secret List tech, uh, which is the three Gyrocopters, which people are starting to notice, uh, can do some serious damage when you combined it with have yeah, the smell the spell either way long story short uh that's coming in at 1990 uh and he's also got the battalion of the artillery company so a lot of long-range shooting a lot of uh easy to hit easy to wound type roles from the buffs from the 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 uh, the cogsmith the lot ordinator um and the hurricanum yeah
2: just shooting. Didn't he just ask if Shitty was coming back, like, four minutes ago?
0: It was a rhetorical ask, like, opening a conversation.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Hellstorm minus... Oh, sorry. Go, no, go, Clint. Hellstorm minus, uh, Storm batteries aren't as good as they used to be. Um, they're still decent.
0: Um, they used to be able to ignore line of sight, but now they require line of sight. Um, they have gone down a little bit, but... They're not nearly as yeah.
1: good as they used to be. Yeah, you used to be able to hide them behind things and just shoot off stuff or shoot things you couldn't see, hiding characters and things like that. Um, it's cool. I'm happy to see people taking artillery. Um, it's not. It's not a super common thing. Um, I, I say as we have actually two of these sorts of lists in the in the lineup, but um, yeah, I, I I'm not sure on what Scott's coming for. I don't think he's he's shooting for first place. I think he's just planning to shoot. So,
0: yeah, just shooting.
1: Yep.
2: <gasps>
0: yay! Cameron Taylor is another Cities of Sigma. We know there's 19 Cities of Sigma lists. Uh, this, is this is a hammer. This is hammerhole. Did you hear Clint? <laughs> so the the yay. Yeah.
1: I I saw this list right. Um. When it came in, and I, I got the biggest smile on my face. So yeah, sorry, sorry, I couldn't, uh, uh I couldn't contain my joy at uh, at seeing this list. So, all
0: right, do you want to read it out? Do, can I, can sure. you do the honour? All right,
1: right here. If I can kind of read it right. So we've got a hill General and Griffin. We've got a Hurricane, um with Battle Mage that can fly. Um, we've got a Knight in Cantor. Uh, We've got one, two, three units of six demogriff Knights that are sitting in the Hamaholian Lancers Battalion, which, come on, like, who isn't excited to see this? Um, Then he's got the Deus Arcanum, which I don't think I've ever seen played on the table, Um, and then the um, Malevolent Maelstrom. Uh, I, run for the, uh, I, points.
0: I run that. I run that Arcanum at uh, the teams event. Um, it's wonderful to move your um, knight in Cantor around the board, um, as long as it's got six wounds or less. No, five wounds. Under six wounds, you can move around and keep up with those demigryph knights. Um, and obviously, that thermal rider cloak's going to move the Huracanum uh, around with the, the 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 Griffin and the the, the demigryphs.
1: Yeah. So uh, Cameron is. Um, he works at um a games workshop here in Bru- uh in queensland uh he's actually uh, from the mount cravat store i was uh, super excited to see he d- decided to come to the tournament and I, I believe uh that there's like a display board and stuff to go with this so i think it will look amazing as well so yeah it's i it's not something that you see every day hordes and hordes of demographics, uh so that's pretty cool, and they are—they're tough to shift, and they can do some damage on the charge now. So, yeah,
0: yeah. you just got to keep them away from your um, your your side of the board. Otherwise, they're going to get a whole bunch of additional benefits.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't believe this list got missed by me when I was scrolling through. But when you messaged me, Clint, saying how the, how the f did you like miss this list, and yeah. I read it, I was like, why is oh, this yeah. not in our list? <laughs> I, was, I was just like, oh shit, that is awesome. Um, yeah, I think this is cool. I'm scared of this list. I've, yeah, it's awesome. It's a very Jack Armstrong list.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jack Armstrong was you know going to be running around 18 Demigriffs, and this is the type of build, um, but yeah. we haven't seen it on the table very much. A lot of people talked about this type of build in Cities when it very first got announced, but no one's actually really brought it to the table. So I'd be curious to see how well Cameron goes with this, because um, it's, again, nice to see Demigriffs back on the table. They've finally got the War Skull correct. Yeah, yeah. After about a million points drops.
1: Yeah. So, so you just some things you can't fix with points drops. So.
0: No, no, you need a, a bit of a rewrite. Um, Lee Wilmot's coming in with the last uh, Cities of Sigma list we'll talk about today, which is coming in from Tempest Eye uh he has a whole bunch of cool shooting coming out of this army from the uh the navigator the battle mage the huracanum the knight of Zeros, the frost phoenix but where the shooting's coming from you've got your lo- your, lo- your iron drakes your longbeards your dark shards your gr- your gunstruck thunderers your gyrocopters your gyrocopters and your frigate so in uh tempest eye you can bring in ko and not count as allies uh and hawkeye is going is a wonderful command trait this is going to help uh the shooting and obviously the frost heart is just a pain in the bottom
1: and uh, sorry i was just about to say uh lee just won a tournament in new zealand
0: he did it was the old ko rules though i think it was similar but it was using the old uh battle tome
2: yeah, he he's changed out the Arcanaut company for dark Shards. He's added in a frigate. Um, I think what else trying to think what else he's added. I think that was the other two big changes, but um the KO book did ruin that list for the, he did win with. Um this is yeah strong still. I yeah. um Lee is one of those players where he is very oh, he's just tight as. I played him last year when we had a Silver F off and my head exploded. We A both head. we both we both walked away with our heads just being like we've we have no we can't think anymore.
0: So yeah. Did he run the Frost Phoenix last year in the Sylvaneth or was that he did he no. go to Eels in the end? Or he was did win deal- with
2: Eels? Eels. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that was an
2: awesome list with Alariel. Yep.
1: Yeah. 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 Lee, Lee's one of these people who's been running sort of mixed order <laughs> for quite some time. Um, probably since Cancon last year, like um, running mixed order and just sort of honing that in, so it, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: he's it, run he good do fairly suits. well.
0: There's yeah, a lot of high movement models here between the Hurricane and with the the, the uh, rider cloak. He's got a whole bunch of the Phoenix. He's got you know the gyrocopters. You know he's got the frigate. Uh, a lot of good movement, some good shooting. He's got a whole range of of, of sturdy models. So uh, and that Hawkeye command trait, also the the battle trait on the the Navigator, is just going to make those shooters. Um, just so much better. Yeah. So someone to watch out for is uh cancron himself, uh a man who who uh has done amazing work with KO and the Admiral is back. Uh surprises the center. he's running KO. Whether it was a new book or not, I'm pretty sure he would have run KO. Uh was he guys he's got the entrance master, he's at the new one, the is it the how do you even pronounce that? The magical suit. the Dirigible suit. Matt, the dirigible suit. Um it's been a long night. You've got the uh the Aether Chemist, you've got twenty Arcanot Company, you've got the Gunstrock um Gunhauler, you've got another Gunhauler, you've got twenty uh Thunderers, you've got an Ironclad under the Escort Wing Battalion, and he has the uh the artifact, the spell in the bottle, uh, and he's decided of all the endless spells you could possibly choose from, he has gone the Realm Scourge Rapture, which is slaves to darkness. Coming in at 1990 with one additional command point. Very low wound count at 89, but uh, a lot of mobile shooting. And uh, this man knows what he is doing with KO.
1: Yeah, yeah. he's shooting things. Yeah, that's what he's doing. What does the the army
2: do? I shoot. I don't think he actually has any. He has no close combat units no yeah
1: because he's a shooting army (laughs) yeah is not really
0: renowned for their combat
1: no no no, you can build in engine riggers and stuff if you want to kind of hit things um yeah no it's uh it's very shooty lots of thunderers which is interesting um but yeah there's going to be some massive firepower coming out of this it'll just we'll just have to see if it's enough to take on some of these other lists where you know they've got so many wounds so yeah,
0: um, yeah. I think the surprise here, though, will be um, uh, people not having experienced the fly high ability. So with the ironclad and the gun haulers um, being able to remove yourself from battle uh, and then kind of move around and deploy yourself uh, one inch from a terrain piece and outside of nine of an enemy model. So being able to reposition uh, and just abs- I, I, it's such a unique piece in the game that I doubt many people have experienced it. It's going to catch all the people, a lot of people off guard.
2: Yeah. It's such a new book, both the Caradron and the Zed book, but I think some people are going to be quite surprised on what they can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it can. It's going to be a huge advantage to the players who definitely know like back to front of that book already um, when it comes into games. And some of the top tier players really need to start studying it. They want to do well at Cancun. Need to start studying these armies because there's a slight chance that you might get paired up with it. But like, if that pairing does happen, you need to know. Um, and this is a definitely an army list which, when I saw it, I had to quickly look up what on earth everything is doing.
0: So yeah, Teapot's calling <laughs> out that uh, he believes that this the wound count here is 119 wounds. Potentially, it was using the old uh, War scroll builder in in, in that transition. Uh, during list submission, so it might be a few more wounds than this. Uh, no, this um, Grunstock Thunder is
2: uh, two wins each now. That's probably what's yeah. happening here. Yeah. So it's so yeah, add an extra like ten or so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh how often can the, the uh the spell in a bottle be used? It's a once per game uh spell uh artifact. Um it's also worth calling out, I really like the uh, Endron Master's Artifact, the Bomblets, which basically, uh, once per battle in the shooting phase, you can pick one unit within six of the model and you roll a d6. On a 2+, plus, they, they take a Mortal Wound, and you keep rolling until you roll a one. So you can just keep doing these infinite Mortal Wounds until you roll a one. So uh, I'd be curious to see how many Mortal Wounds he puts out on average, or in total actually, from the Bomblets. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Uh, we'll go to uh, Fire Slayers next, which will be uh, Charles Black, someone who's been uh, preparing and playing with the Fire Slayers for a little bit of time now. I jumped over from Skaven into the Fire Slayers. Uh, what is he running? He is running the Rune Master. He's running a Rune Father, a Rune Smiter, and a Battlesmith. He's got uh, th- uh, three units of Hearth Guard, uh, Ulrich Hearth He's got a unit of 20 Hearth Guard Berserkers, um, and then he's got 20 of Hearthguard Berserkers. So one sitting in the Lord of the Lodge unit, one is not. Uh, he's got one unit in the, he's got two battalions. One is the Lord of the Lodge. One is the Forged Brethren. And finally taking the Runic Firewall um, for a total of 1980, walking through with two two command points and 132 wounds um, under the Hermdar um, Lodge. So he's going to be fighting first when he wants to yeah um this is a good list this is a good list also it's a very pretty list so we know we know know that earth guard berserker units have gone down from that traditional 30 block to 20 um Mm, so clint why why are you calling this out as a good list
1: uh because he's got two twenty blocks of the uh berserkers the i think most of the army fits into the two battalions there so he's super low drops um, yeah, I think it's I think it's the two battalions and then one Hearthguard Guard unit. I think. Don't quote me on that. Um, and then Hermdar um, being able to fight first, um, he's got a couple of command points there, so he can fire that off. Um, they're super resilient. Uh, he's uh, Charles has played them a lot. He's a good player. Um, so I think this is this is a. a a list to watch um, yep. and I think yeah Michael uh, Michael Clark in the chat has also called this out as ca- this he's not- calling it as the winner but I think it's got potential
0: and has also called it a nightmare so
1: yeah oh yeah uh you, you don't kill lots of this you, you just struggle, you either, you either work those. around it or um yeah
0: so Mate. Likely shrugging wounds on, on mortal wounds and mortal wounds on a four plus. He's regenerating command points from the Anther Court's brooch. Um he's subtracting a minus one from wound rolls under the lodge. Um there's like a lot of negatives, but also some this is super durable. Like this is really hard to to shift. Um this will be really tough.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's brought this for a reason, so yeah, is three drop or two drop? Three, do two mean, you... and then there's one one unit that doesn't live in it.
2: There's one there's one unit as an outlier in it. Yeah,
1: I think it's so still three of... drop is really good. Yeah. Like, yeah, Where, what average, do you think
2: of the average drop with battalion is like six or seven? Mm. So yeah.
1: yeah, anything under five is quite good. So yeah, no, this is this this big tick here for. Uh, for for a list to watch yeah yep what's up next
0: anthony i'm just checking i think we might be on our last no, i think i think we're done i think we're done actually for lol's let's bring up one more list and that is uh not lol's but um we'll bring up the last Sarah. Serif- we'll bring up a seraphine list uh to end the show um, no, nobody so- wants
1: to look at that
0: why it's fun oh. <laughs> This, we, we have austin uh cranefield who's running seraphon he's got the this Slanmar- the, the Sland star master he's got a skink star priest a skink star priest he's got an astrolith bearer skink skink Skink. so five six units of ten skinks three units of razodon one salamander three unit, one, one unit of three salamanders three skinks three rippers three rippers um under the shadow strike star host at 1980 with one extra command point um woo. bit of summoning, yeah. bit of shooting, bit of movement shenanigans.
2: So MSU. It, yeah, it's a Shadow Strike list. It, it, it's
1: it's a it's a yeah. It's a Seraphon list that's got lots of skinks and your rippers in your Shadow Strike. That's pretty much it, unfortunately, uh with the current state of Seraphon. Um that's just kind of—it's one of those things. If it's not a Shadow Strike, it's a Thunderquake, unfortunately. Um, yeah. yeah. Th- sorry, that's that's not taking anything away from Austin. It's just unfortunate that because the book is so old, there's only a few ways that this stuff gets run. So,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Fingers crossed, we get something new soon. They they deserve it.
1: Yeah, there's there's a couple of lists in there that have bloody Saurus Knights. So. You know, I read that and thought, mm, that's a mistake. No, they're in there on purpose. Um,
2: <laughs> Did you click the wrong button? Nah. Oh, okay, cool. No.
1: no you, you chose those properly? Okay. Yep.
2: You bought so. things like, boxes.
1: <laughs> Something like that. So, yeah. It's unfortunate about the about Seraphon being like that. But hopefully, like... Uh, hopefully, you know, next year we have... Just as much variety in these lists, and we can talk about the cool new Seraphon stuff that people are bringing. Um, yeah. And you know, so we've got what have we got? We've got Seraphon, that's an old book. We've got maybe Point Legions because
0: it's, it's Legion and Nurgle then the oldest, yeah.
1: oldest, and then so you got those. Um, we, know that yeah. we know the that elves are coming. Yeah, we know the elves are coming. They've talked about giants. That might turn into something we saw that big gut played on the rumor engine the other day. Um, that could turn into giants, giant armies at Cancon 2021. How cool would that be? So, um,
2: yeah, yeah, uh, I, I think next year will be awesome to see what happens, especially in the next few releases that are coming out in the first half of the year. So,
0: yeah, I like how, we, I like how we're talking about next year when. The, this cancon is literally less than a week away so
1: I okay. didn't segue I was talking about <laughs> how great it w- good it will be to see the seraphon lists next year yeah. but still talking about that seraphon list but anyway yeah. that's my All fault
0: right. so to wrap up the show I guess you know do we have any particular call outs that we want to make on who might win it any any surprises even maybe an allegiance that you think uh, could, could win it. Let's let's put let's at least put our allegiances out on the table. let alone ogres, our ogres and fire slayers.
2: Okay. Any any reason why? Well, we saw Chuck's list, and that was the list was messed. Um, um. And ogres, they are literally the kryptonite of um, OBR. They got bodies. They count as two wound, two models for objectives. Um, they can output quite a bit of damage, especially the um, Stonehorns with the amount of rend they have. So, yeah, um, that's why.
0: Okay. Clint, what do you, you think is going to take it out?
1: Uh, I think the Zinch is going to be very strong uh, based on just how crazy some of those lists are um, and possibly a bit of unpreparedness. Uh, but you still have to get the right matchups. Yeah. Um. I think there's a good chance that there's going to be an OBR list on the podium based purely on numbers as well. Cinch oh, OBR. Hmm. I guess maybe, maybe. I don't I know. It's hard to say there's 230 odd lists. It's hard to sort of pick, pick allegiances that you know that there are good lists in. Yeah, fire, fire Slayers is probably a good bet
0: as well. I'm going to go on the record and say uh, I think Iron Jaws have the tools to really podium. Um, I think uh, they are another army that can handle OBR really well. So I will put my money on uh, either a Zench. I think we've got some good talented players like Matt Watkins and, uh, and Ash McEwen running around with Zench. I think we've got some good Iron Jaws players running around, the likes of, um, you know, Joel McGrath, uh, we've we've just seen a small sample of those um hello heart i don't I think, know well
1: in the realms like in this realm the spells to take advantage of they're already good um that's a good it's a good shout i think
0: okay you you're yeah. happy with your own shout of hello heart
1: as 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 a possibility yeah
0: yeah, I, but, you know, match matchup dependent, they come up against Zench, uh, their run's probably screwed. But um, who knows? Who knows? Um, anyway, to, to wrap up the coverage, thank you for everyone who's joined us for uh, what, what's what gone for three hours. I uh, appreciate you guys uh, staying along with me as I lost power at the start of the day. Uh, I hope you guys found this valuable. All the lists are available now on uh the the call to glory facebook page and no doubt clint you're going to be putting them on the heralds of war um website or at least yeah, going on yeah. our shorts they'll be they'll be around so search, search around. cancon uh, call to glory call to glory is the official event cancon is just the convention uh clint we're going to be broadcasting on uh, on twitch so do keep keep an eye out on twitch uh, where there'll be coverage across the entire weekend. Uh, no doubt there'll be a whole bunch of uh, of hashtag content creators doing a lot of post wrap-up as well. So keep an eye out uh, to see who wins, what's going to happen. I'm sure there's going to be lots of laughs, lots of lols. Um, I appreciate you guys both being on the stream. Uh, any quick shout-outs you want to make, Heralds of War podcast, go subscribe to them as well. Lots of shout-outs to content creators today.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think somebody in the chat noted that as well um yeah follow us on heralds of war uh over the weekend if you can't jump on twitch uh we will keep our twitter feed rolling non-stop with videos and photos and bits and pieces uh just to make sure that you can follow on with the event at home if you can't uh, make it on the day
0: great Liam anything you want to say to wrap this up uh if you
2: see me, say hi. I don't buy it, even though people say I'm scary and I'm evil and mean. What? I don't buy it.
0: Um, make sure to come and claim your free bottle of water from, from Liam, who's yeah. uh, so shouting all
2: day. So you need to kill 40 ghouls off Jesse? What's the other thing about we get free water for?
0: I don't What's know. You've made a lot of like, promises. Like,
1: you were, you were like, like Oprah at one you know point what? there. Just yeah.
2: Let's make let's make a
0: CanCon bingo. If people can complete this own task they get
2: some free water. Mm. All right, uh, follow
0: Liam Follow Follow Liam on, on Twitter and find the way that you can earn yourself a free bottle of water. All right. And if yeah. you haven't, if you've liked what we're doing here, please like, subscribe, comment. Uh, muchly appreciated here on the channel, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on YouTube. Uh, we'll keep up the content coverage and we'll probably have a wrap up show uh, on the Wednesday after KenCon. We'll let you know how it goes and we'll share some photos and some stories. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of laughs. So, Uh, thanks very much guys uh happy wargaming uh get back in there roll roll lots of sixes and uh, we'll chat to you again soon peace